0: Blog Talk Radio. To try to stay calm, and it's important for everyone
1: not to panic. I am authorized to assure you that so far there is no reasonable
2: cause for loss. We listen, do you hear? It's getting closer. We
3: have some to visit you. in the
2: city And we are
3: with
4: to We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth.
1: And
5: black, no and the no difference between, you and, me. between. you and me. I make, this look, I make
2: good. this look good. It's awesome, baby! What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? This is Coach Kair, and you are now rocking with the best. Big shout-outs to everyone out here in radio and TV land, tuning in to Zoom in to Coach K Radio. But you know what? It's not a makeover. It's a takeover. You know, on Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, you get Man Leads Radio. That's right. Got my copy right here. Wow, like, phew. excellent. I've been going through with my highlights today. Just you know, check me out. I've been going through with my highlights today. Just like taking notes. Got my red pen. I was in the barber shop and I was in the, I was in the salon getting styled up. You know, coach is a little fresh today. So, um, yeah, I wanted to show up because a lot of times since we've been doing this show, we hear a lot of talk and a lot of conversations um, about relationships being healthier and happier. And I was like, well, we kind of like dropped some jewels about the sex life. You know, what about the sex life? What's it, how's your sex life going? How's it going? So having a... Happy, healthy relationship in the home will directly lead to having lots of healthy sex. Okay, uh, there are some myths that need to be kind of like debunked. And also tonight, we I'm going to splash in a little bit of tantra for those you know with a little Eastern persuasion, and you want to hear about the tantric lifestyle. Just a little bit now, just a little bit. We're not going too deep. We're going to be talking about families. But we're going to be talking about how's your sex life, you know, and what are aspects of your Man Leads manual, Man Leads, Woman Follows, Everyone Wins. What should you be looking at very closely to improve your sex life, all right? So if you have your books, you should pull them out and pull out your red pen just like me. And we're going to start in the front part. And tonight... Yeah, around page 18, 20, I got some notes I want to share, but of course, you know, I can't do this by myself. No, 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 no. Teamwork makes the dream work, baby. So without further ado, let me bring on my co-host. Why did she write this book? Why did she go interview a thousand loving men who share generations of wisdom on leadership, how they lead their families to success? How they enjoy lots of sex when they're with their with their wom- women, and how their women keep them happily devoted. As an expert and professional consultant of culture and language, Roe Cutno conducted a worldwide two-year-long study on the cultures of men and women and the languages of love and sex. Through this study, an eye-opening collection of global wisdom on the subjects of male leadership, family, and love was born. This collection is written as a manual for male leadership as well as a manual for women. Demonstrating how to gracefully follow a good man's lead. You can get your copy at www.manleadsradio. Put your hands together tonight for my friend and yours, Ro. Your it's awesome, baby. Ro, what's happening? Welcome to the show tonight. How you feeling?
6: Hi, I'm good. How are you?
2: Oh, I'm delightfully well. Delightfully well. I'm having a brand new year. Uh just got back from L.A. and Florida, and, like, I'm in a real good place right now, so I'm really excited about tonight's show. What's been going on with you?
5: You know, I'm, I've been working a lot on building a, um, a network for the family man.
2: Mmm. Care to share? What is that about, the family man? What's, what's that about?
5: Well, it's about creating media that's accessible to people, that is, demonstrates how good men behave in normal uh, interactions despite what the media mostly shows.
2: <laughs> and
5: a network in the form of men being able to support each other's businesses and families.
2: Ooh, that sounds juicy. I like that right there. A round of applause for that right there. Definitely sounds like uh something that the barbershops around uh around the world can get used to. We like stuff like that. We put more money in our pockets and have a healthier and happier household, yeah. I think the brothers and the sisters are gonna be happy about that. I hope so. <laughs> All right. Um and I know you've been shipping a lot of books lately. Tell me about a couple of um a couple of faraway places that people have been ordering your books.
5: Oh, people have been ordering books in India and different parts of Africa, South Africa, and even Madagascar. We have books going to um, Dubai and Europe and England. Most
2: people, don't know
5: because, most people don't know that, but England is not
2: Europe. What is – What is what? what? What do we classify? What do we classify uh, your, uh, uh, um, um, the UK up under then, or London? What do we classify that as?
5: Well, I don't. Technically, the UK is um,
2: separate from Europe, actually. Ah, okay. So, well, I know they're over there getting the book too. I'm on your Instagram page, and I see Man leads in India. This brother's sitting at his desk. He done snuck his book in. Supposed to be doing some work. <laughs> he's sitting up in the cub. He's sitting up in his cubicle with man leads. I like that. That's what's up. Congratulations. Definitely. Thank you so much. Yay! All right, let's get on with the get on tonight. Um, what did you think when I let you know about tonight's topic? When I said we're going to talk about sex life, the good stuff. What what was a couple of things that crossed your mind when you heard about that topic?
5: Well, um, a few things, but mostly that what came across my mind is the fact that many people are who don't have the book are unaware of the fact that a whole chapter is dedicated towards sex.
2: Mm-hmm. See what you miss when you don't get the book, roll. You see how many people are just missing out. <laughs> yeah. And that starts on page 73. That's quite a long chapter, too. That's about 30 pages. But to me, I'm going to let Ro, if Roe wants to go, you know, with more touch and sex, I'm going to let her drop on that. I wanted to talk to, like, men and women for, like, you know, some mm-hmm. of the things that really uh, intrigue men and make us want to be more, you know, more involved. And a lot of women um, in, in past shows and other shows that I've done and women that I've coached have talked about, you know, um uh, the man not really wanting desiring to have sex with them and uh their appetite being unsatisfied and things like that. So some of the tips that I'm going to be sharing um for the brothers and for the ladies is going to I feel is going to really help them be able to get that testosterone level up cuz to me that's always been one of the key points. If a man has a low testosterone level, he's not necessarily inclined to want to be sexually active, intimate with you. Would you agree with that or disagree? Yeah,
5: totally. Men don't realize that when they let their women in their lives or their women in their lives treat them a certain way that is negative, that it diminishes their virility.
2: Mm. Okay, fellas, you want to keep it long and strong now. And you know what? The ladies want you to keep it long and strong too. The good stuff. That's why tonight's episode is called How's Your Sex Life? The good stuff. If you want to call in at any time tonight, it's going to be 347 205 9089. 347 205 9089. Show's brought to you tonight by manleads.com, com, and exotic. Faceslashshop.com right here in Atlanta in Buckhead. Yeah. All right. Um, The first thing I wanted to talk about, Ro, was this whole piece about like right off the gate where you say on don't emasculate your man. Emasculating lowers a man's testosterone level. And a man should avoid emasculation And look at it as a protection of his masculinity and also look at it as almost like a form of life or death. Women, if you are emasculating your man, you won't be getting the good stuff. You won't be getting that all night, you know, we be all night type stuff. And you won't be getting all that because it's this whole thing about the good stuff is making love to his mind making love to his earlobes, using your voice, using the tone of your voice, using the things that you wear to really get your man into a mood where he's ready to comply and satisfy all the time. Ro, you want to give a little commentary on that? How you feel about that?
5: Well, I think that a lot of women listening, I mean, this happens to so many women, it's really not usually the case. Especially in a long-term relationship where women are wanting more sex than the man. That's not usually the case. This may be the case with men who are dating. It's not usually the case with men who are married.
2: Mm, Tell me more. Tell me more about this long-term stuff and the the differences in the long-term relationship and and the men that are dating. Well,
5: for women, negotiating all takes place before marriage, and usually for the place, you know, for the point of reaching marriage. So women will offer up more sex before marriage without getting what they need emotionally just to be able to get to the marriage.
2: Oh, okay, okay. So are you saying that she's using that as a negotiating tool almost?
5: Yeah, but I don't know if it's so much consciously. I'm not sure if it's conscious or not, <laughs> but definitely, women who are dating men will offer way more sex, especially, you know, in an odd position where women often find themselves not receiving what they emotionally they will still offer more sex or as much sex as their man desires in order to reach marriage. But you know, I need men especially in this country, white men and black American men too seriously know that a lot of women are marrying men who they are not sexually
2: attracted to. Whoa.
4: Whoa, 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 whoa,
2: whoa. What? Say that. Wait a minute. Say that again. What?
4: And the hits just
2: keep on
3: coming. A lot of
5: women are marrying men who they are not sexually attracted to. Now, this is the, to me, this is the ultimate user or, you know, we like to say that some women are
3: hoes,
5: but to me, this is the ultimate, ultimate trick right here. A lot of women decide to marry men who they are not sexually attracted to so that they can have someone to take care of them or so that they can have marriage status. But men don't often think of this because a man does not usually choose to marry someone he's not sexually attracted to. And for a man, that's a huge part of the deal. But there are a lot of women going around marrying men who know that they're not sexually attracted to them. They know that when they have sex, when they get married, the sex will decrease and men need to be very very clear as to if women are sexually attracted to them or not. And one of the ways of figuring this out is if she's naturally inclined to be attentive with her touching. So in a non even in non-sexual touch, when there's no sex going on, if a woman is not um using her hands To touch a man when they're not in any way going to have sex, it's a general uh, way to determine if she is attracted to him or not.
2: That's not That's, That's not foreign to me, but you're right. Most men do not think about that, like, immediately, that there's a decrease. Well, you know what? I did have a friend, he said, the woman I married is not the woman I got engaged to. And right. I'm, like, right. I'm like, wow, there was there was that big a difference in the he was like, I'm still looking for her. I'm looking for the woman that I got engaged to And now to just like, you know, put his scenario put her and him in that scenario, maybe that could have been one of the things where he was like, Wow, I'm having a whole lot less sex now than I was before we got married and then Well you
5: know women have been taught very strongly that they do not have to do anything with their bodies that they don't want to, which is true, and everybody's body belongs to them. But it is a detriment to the American family when women believe that they do not have a responsibility to have an attraction towards a man that they get married to and that they do not have a responsibility to continuously have affection and love and sex going on between them. So this whole idea that women have that the, you know, our rights are being infringed upon if we have to have sex with our man is one of the biggest problems that we have in this country when it comes to marriages. But I am here to tell women that if you're not willing to agree that you are going to be affectionate towards a man and sexual with him on a very regular basis. And if you are not sexually and physically attracted to him, you are the ultimate user and you should not be getting married.
3: (laughs)
2: Ro, you're looking off shots tonight, Ro. Already now. Already. This is. I love it when you get in the zone right here. You're being quite creative. Woo! Hey. Mm-hmm. She be saying some stuff around here. She be talking. She be dropping. Not like Beyonce neither. <laughs> okay. Like that one right there, I'm just grasping to see. Do I really hop on behind you with that one, or do I kind of move on to the next subject? That, 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 but... I really can feel that so should the should so should the man say, Hey, I need you to be consistent because I really thought that the way women I guess who were dating were complaining or they were saying, I need sex every day, I need sex every day. Is that single women saying that? Or Yeah, that- and
5: they're not they're not really being honest usually and that's mostly single women saying that. Women say these things to impress men. We need to remember that women have come away from their femininity so far in our whole society that we now look at men in objective ways, visual ways, that men usually look at women as, which is very natural for for men to look at women and be excited by them visually. It is not feminine for a woman to look at a man and be only and most or mostly turned on by him visually. That's a masculine trait.
3: Hmm.
5: So, one of the things that I continuously try to teach women is acceptance. Why be shall be love. Acceptance of a man, not a man who needs to lose 10 pounds around his waist not a man who has a six-pack or a man who um, plucks his eyebrows. These are new things that are happening with men because women have become more masculine.
3: Mm-hmm. But,
5: but the real fate of a masculine man is just to be himself, uh, you know, drink a beer when he wants a beer, burp when he burps, you know, put on the, a shirt that's clean and not go so so far into primping and preparing for the new visual masculine woman.
2: oh, hmm. <laughs> <sighs> uh, Lord Jamal was just talking about on Twitter that Amber Rose just filed for a divorce or her and Wiz Khalifa, and then they were saying she turned him into a lesbian. that's like a running joke with Wiz Khalifa. That- <laughs> she turned him into a lesbian and I'm just like, wow, uh, real, real high end, um, real high end emasculating right there. But you know, wow. yeah. So she turned him into a lesbian. And I don't really know. I got to do some more research on that or maybe not, but that was just, he comes straight to my phone. So if y'all want to follow Lord Jamal on Twitter, you know, that's his, his you know, y'all can find him from brand Nubian. um, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about because you I already got me, you know, on, on, on something else right here was um, men, things that are sexy. I'm going to just give you all a quick list. Um, protecting your masculinity means no belittling to you, no talking down to you, no ignoring you, no laughing at you, no humiliating you, no disrespect of you, no lack of appreciation of you. The man should be fully respected, i.e. loved at all times if he will lead and protect his family lineage. Fellas, women want to see a man who wants to be respected. If they a, certainly do. Once a woman sees that you are not going to protect your own and, and like, demand your um, that you be respected, like Rose says in the book, it's downhill from there. So we don't want you to go downhill. We want to go uphill. We want to level off like a plane. Protect your masculinity. Let me give you an example. For instance, this is like a combination too. Um this is number this is number one, no, this is number this is number two and this is number eighteen. Know how to slow and center your family. Meditate, chant, have moments of silence or prayer with your family on a regular basis or weekly basis. Women are highly emotional. Ro, do you agree or disagree?
5: Yes, I agree.
2: So when your woman gets emotional sometimes, overly emotional, and she starts to get aggressive and what I call temporary amnesia, and she, like, forgets about the feminine thing, and she's, like, you know, she's still practicing because this takes time. Because, like I said, the American society has really poured it on us for us to be, for women to be masculine and to deal with their men in a masculine way. But let's say, for example, you didn't do something that she wanted you to do and your woman called you on the phone and she tried to start checking you and start telling you what you should have done. And, like, there's some kind of time machine that you can go back in time and fix it, and she's trying to check you. And really when she's checking you, what we call in the streets is she's sunning you. She's, like, making you like a little boy, and you want to check that. One way you can bring it to her attention and say, hey, I don't appreciate how you're talking to me. I'm not a little kid. We'll pick this conversation up later. You can just you can just move it to the side and give everybody a chance to go back and think about it. Or you can be even a little more proactive and say, you know what I want you to do, honey? Before we get into this, I want you to breathe right now. I want you to inhale through the nose. Exhale out the mouth. And repeat that three times. And then tell us, say, look, baby, just let that go. That's over with. That's in the past. I can do better next time, but that it, that really doesn't sit well with me. you coming at me like this right now, you know, because I'm trying to maintain my respect level, and right now I'm not sure if you're respecting me. Those are two of the ways that I highly suggest sometimes women, like I said, they want to check you, quote, unquote, they want to check you on what your behavior was. Ro, do you have any uh, suggestions on this particular thing when the woman comes in To check a man, like what can he do or what can she do to maintain the sexiness Mm in the (laughs) relationship?
5: I think that it's very effective when men say powerful leading words because, and a very few leading words, because women are verbal and. Not talking is going to make a woman get the impression that a man is um, just being non-confrontational and shying away from something that needs attention. So I suggest to men, you know, similar to what you said, that they generally just tell their woman that they will not go further in the conversation until respect is restored.
3: <laughs>
5: it's awesome, baby,
3: and the hits
2: just
7: keep on
2: coming. Wow, that's cool. I had to hit all my sound effects on that one right there, fellas. You hear that? Until respect is restored, what I um, in my coaching technique I call that one of your healthy boundaries. You have to have healthy boundaries in relationships. To keep it sexy, you want to keep the good stuff. Both of you need to sit down and write down your pet peeve list, you know, and then share it with one another. Let your wife see these are the things that push my buttons, and let her write a list and say these are the things that push my buttons. And continually, as the man leading, you want to work both of those lists down. You want to minimize both of those. You don't want to say that hers is not important and or or yours is not important. You want to work on those things, honestly, that she has brought to your attention. That's, uh, I think that's over there. I think that's in, like, number 17 about, um, what is this right here? Always be available to your family. Uh, Rescue your wife and children as often as possible. Consciousness is a man's responsibility as his family's uh, leader. And collect wisdom. A woman likes a smart man I don't know Ro do you like a man Who's just like Not trying to improve On his intelligence And not uh, gather his skills Do you like that
5: (laughs) Well you know Anytime that someone Is not Is just not Improving in anything You know Somebody who's not Constant In constant motion Of improving Is going to be Unattractive To everyone I think
2: Mmm Show you right. Show you right. Um, the call-in number is 347-205-9089. We're getting ready to start opening up the lines. Press 1 if you got something to say. Call it from the 412. I'm going to bring you on in a second. I want to talk to the ladies and give them a couple of tips tonight, too, before, uh, before I open the lines up. I know last week I had a couple of y'all who I didn't get to, and I definitely apologize. Ladies, I got some tips for you all, too. This is from page 145. Don't boss your man around. Bossing is emasculating. Bossing your man around, ladies, will cause some erectile dysfunction. That means it won't be functioning around you and he'll be wanting it to function around somebody else. Hint, hint, hint. Don't be the boss. Don't be the boss, ladies. I'm telling you, do not dominate your man. It says And I want to
5: say something. Women love publicly talking about how a man, quote, unquote, cheated on them. But they know for certain that they are living with a man that they have emasculated to the point where he is not sexually attractive enough to perform sexually with them. Whoa. And they know that he will not publicly say this. And publicly calling him a, quote, unquote, cheater, oftentimes is very unfair because... What you're really talking about is the fact that he is not becoming sexually excited for his woman who has emasculated him.
7: Ooh. Ooh.
2: And the hits just keep on coming. You hear that, ladies? Stop saying he's a cheater. He doesn't... He's not... He's not attracted to someone who emasculates him. That's why, like, my next three, don't dominate your man, don't boss your man around, never belittle your man, never compare your man, never undermine your man. All of these things will emasculate him, ladies. When you do this, the sex is no good, boo, especially in the long run because you want your man to be present. I think uh, last week or two weeks ago, Ro, you were talking about to a brother, has. he has said he was married. He said normally it takes how long before a man realizes he's been emasculated in a, in a long-term relationship?
5: It usually takes seven to ten years.
2: Ugh. I just made the ugly face. I don't like that at all. Ugh. That's so ugly. So if a man
5: starts a, a, a marriage or a relationship with a woman and he is 35... <laughs> By the time he figures out what happened to him, he's 45 and headed into his 50s.
2: That's not fair. It ain't. That right there. (laughs) That ain't fair. That ain't fair. Don't do it. And I don't want to be in nothing like that. But it's all good. I mean, I'm not saying it's all good. So I guess I got to talk to some people because there's some men who are sneaking around listening to this radio show and their woman doesn't know, first off, you need to order the book. That's what I would do first. Order the book and read it. Do not get the book and thrust it in your partner's face. Let me repeat that. Do not get the book and thrust it in your partner's face like you're telling them what to do. That's male and female. Females, if you do it, that's emasculating. Well, he needs the book. He's a terrible leader. da 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 well, you should read it first from cover to cover and take some notes, and then leave it laying around the house. He'll snatch it up, and then for you brothers, you don't. You may never have to show it to her the book. You need to show it to her in your actions and in your conversations. Upgrade right. your con- upgrade your conversation. Use some of the words and terms that Roe has in the book. It's simple. Manleads dot com. Get the book today. Um. I'm on my third copy. I got two physical copies and I I got the, the Kindle edition. Right. And I'm a coach, right? You know what? But I'm always collecting wisdom. I was following the guideline of the book before I even opened it. And all smart men who got the good sex, they're always collecting wisdom as they move forward. So keep that in mind, fellas. So ladies, no belittling. Stay away from the emasculating tendencies and because you don't know that it's emasculating, is it, and because you saw it on the housewives or something on TV, doesn't make it right. Okay? That's just that's the buffoonery and the clownery. Don't do that. Uh don't disrespect your man either. Remember because men equate respect to love. And before I go to the callers, I'm gonna throw it back over to Ro. Ro, can you can you please explain to our new listeners tonight why Men and women do not equate the same thing for love. Can you please explain that?
5: Yes, and we need women to understand that, you know, when we talk about this, the first thing that a woman says is, oh, he wants respect, I want respect too. Oh, he wants this, I want that too. Oh, he thinks like this, I think like that too. And this really needs to stop.
6: When a woman
5: (laughs) is constantly battling, going back and forth, When we give good information about how men are, what they want, what they think, women who are in masculine energy love to battle back instead of taking in the information. The fact that they're immediately retorting something or posing a question in the opposite direction proves that they are stuck in masculine energy because a feminine woman will accept and listen to information, take it in, and process first. So I would love to say, oh, again, to anyone who's listening, that men view respect as love. Women want respect also, but if a woman feels disrespected she's inclined to want to discuss it until she feels better. Women also are not needing as much respect as men need. And they can't understand it unless they have the book, because there's no way for a woman to understand the type of respect that men need because we're not living in a man's body. So mm-hmm. the best thing to do is to read the book and learn what respect is to a man from a man's point of view, from the opinions of other men, which is documented in the book. And to offer a man the form of respect that men seek, not the form of respect that women seek. Because if you're offering a man the form of respect that you think is good enough for you, this is wrong because men need masculine respect. There is such a thing. There's a difference. Masculine respect is not the same as feminine respect, but wow. women, on the other hand, view adoration as love when the more we are adored, the more we are focused on the more we are praised or given gifts to or talked up in public or to our family members those things make women feel loved the way that respect makes men feel loved so if a man feels loved from being respected it is very a, a very bad choice to believe that a man needs to earn respect as long as you find out and are sure that he's a healthy loving man who's able to healthily love you back you should offer respect up front because this creates the best results. And offering respect up front makes him feel loved up front. Not offering respect up front is the same as a man telling a woman that she needs to earn his love for her.
2: Mm-hmm, 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 hmm you don't want him telling you, you have to, you know, I'm typing this right here as I go. I got to make it hot. It's like hot off the presses right here. Earn his love, do you? Woo! My, my, my No, and in
5: order for a man to have to earn, in order for a woman to have to earn a man's love, she would have to earn the right to be um, seen as important. She would have to earn the right to receive a nice gift. She would have to earn the right to receive a compliment in front of other people. She would have to earn the right to be introduced to his friends or his family. This is crazy talk. But this is exactly how women treat men when they make them, when they try to make them earn respect.
2: And, fellas, She's not telling you this so you can start playing a tit for tat game. I wanna say that just so in case somebody's out here. Don't play tit for tat. Go get you a healthy partner. If somebody gotta play tit for tat and she starts issuing you ultimatums and you wanna issue ultimatums back, both of you are immature. You are re- you are expressing relationship immaturity. So and what I say all the time, I'm getting ready to open up the lines. and I want to hear what y'all got to say about this. Somebody's got to be the bigger person first. Somebody's got to go first. Like me, I lead with adoration. I didn't know whether Ro respected me or not the first time I saw her. I was adoring her right off the gate. She was looking really sexy, too. But, I mean, she wasn't, like, looking, like, crazy sexy, but she was really looking good. And I led with adoration and immediately I got respect. She told she I felt respected. And this was the first time we met. We were like I said, at you know, outside in Atlanta. So she led with respect and I led with adoration. It works. It works. So don't what what what, what is it? Don't hide it. Divide it. You know, but somebody's got to right. be the big somebody's gotta be the bigger person. Uh three four seven, two zero five 9089, the lines are wide open. Press 1 if you got something to say. First caller we're taking tonight is from the 412-537. Your microphone is wide open. Can you give me your name and where you're calling from, please?
5: Hi,
7: my name is Carol, and I'm calling from Pennsylvania.
2: Hi, Carol. Hi, from Pennsylvania.
7: Hi you guys. Nice program wine. you're having tonight. I'm enjoying it. I um, have some comments. Um, I don't really disagree with anything that was said as far as masculinity and femininity. However, it's a little stereotypical to think (laughs) that we are going to be role-playing all of the time. It's just not what I envision for my life. I mean, you know, I have a masculine and a feminine side.
3: In fact,
7: I can be ultra, ultra feminine. However, I do have a brain, and I use it. <laughs> and, and I don't want a guy who's going to be intimidated or emasculated because I think. And that's my God-given inalienable right to use my brain. However, I do realize that I am the divine feminine womb of creation, and I know how to work that too. And I would think that well, the guy, my perfect man, that I'm looking for is uh smart real smart, smarter than me, but I'll never tell him that, but he's gotta be real smart, and he has to be well healed, in other words, romance without finance is a big nuisance. You know what I'm saying? But I don't but Carol, consider myself to be emasculating in any in any way whatsoever. Okay,
2: I treat Carol, people Carol,
7: the same Carol. way I need to be treated.
5: Yeah, go for it. So, go, go. Why why would you not why would you want a man to be intelligent but you say you would never tell yeah. them that?
7: Well, no, I didn't say I wouldn't tell him that he's smart, but I'm not going to tell him that he's smarter than me. Why not? Because I don't want a man who just, that's that's his crown. That's his crown of glory, that he can be smarter than a woman. I mean, you don't have to be. You don't okay, have
5: but to be. you stated you stated that you wanted a man that was smarter than you, although you would never yeah. tell him yeah. that.
7: Right, right. Because I okay. don't want I don't want a guy who's so smart and and just so cerebral and and on top of things that he can't learn anything either.
5: Okay, but it seems to me like you have painted uh-huh. a very clear picture of someone who's afraid of being taken advantage of by a man who thinks he's smarter than you, but even though you want a man who's smarter than you. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know.
7: I don't know that I don't know that I'm afraid at all. It's just my preference. I um, I don't like I don't like the
5: games
7: that are played in okay, relationships.
5: Well, let, let, let me tell you what's a game. A game is mm-hmm. where the media makes you believe that men, good men, are going around trying to take advantage of women. A game is where we grow up believing that men are predators and that they have an evil gene somewhere waiting to take advantage of women. A game is where women lose their femininity and are chosen and put in the workforce so that the American economy can be strengthened and forget about what happens to the family. That's a game. You... We need to claim our femininity. Giving it away is way more harmful than most of us have been able to grasp. So, well, I agree.
3: I your agree
5: with that. Owning your femininity is a practice, mm-hmm. it is not a game. It is a beautiful art form that is to be yeah, and you bring it out from your, from within yourself, and you use that femininity in a dance with your man to bring out more of his masculinity. That's not a game. That's science, and that's smart.
7: I don't know that I was saying that at all. Uh, however, however, I do realize uh, about the uh, conditioning and the brainwash and the whole nine yards that the system perpetrates to destroy the family as the family is the backbone of any culture, right. so I mean you're preaching to the choir here, however, on a personal on a personal note i I don't want just somebody who's a good man; I want an extraordinary man. I want somebody that, is, that you know, almost is too good to be invented.
5: Well, let's I be clear. Guess. Let, let me be clear and is. helpful. I would like to be helpful to you. Um, Go ahead. Men, not, men are not born extraordinary. Women help men through reflection, femininity, and support to become extraordinary. <laughs> so you looking for...
7: That is true. That is
5: true. And so I, agree. Looking for a man I agree that's with that extraordinary, point. Looking for a man that's extraordinary is a form of cheating. You're trying to cheat the it's system. It's a form of what? Right? You're trying to it's cheat nature. This
2: cheating. 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 you a cheating. form of cheating. Yes, che- I mean, I don't know. I don't get that. Because, this how is not how, 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 how. how Let me help. Let me just jump in for one second. She says yeah, that she says that there's no man born like that. A woman has to help him develop into it. So for you to look for without putting any work in. You have to put work in to get a check. There's no job that's out here where you can just show up and get paid and you haven't worked. Every job that you go on, you normally have to work two weeks in a hole before you get a check. So you uh-huh. have to be do- You have to put some work in before you can see that you have earned the right to be with that man. For you to expect that you're going to uh, get that man without doing any work, show that you're cheating. That's what she means. You're cheating by thinking that you can get this man and you haven't put any work in him. And look, if you do find him, that means another woman put a lot of work in him and why would she let him go to you?
5: Right, Exactly.
7: Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. Wow, that is just really handicapped.
2: And no, that's no, part
7: no. of the problem. That's part of huh. the problem to me. No, no,
2: no. we don't. No, we don't. Healthy men don't expect women to come fully equipped. No, healthy men don't. This show is about healthy men and healthy women. So what you just did yeah. was change. If you see a, a man who expects a woman to ha- come with everything and he doesn't accept her for what she is originally, he's not healthy. And it's the same for a woman. So if I saw you, exactly. and, you saw, and you saw me and you tried to look at me and you didn't accept me for who I was and you started having all these conditions, I would label you as unhealthy and I would walk away from you and we wouldn't even start a relationship because I know how to identify healthy men, I mean healthy women from unhealthy women, and when you learn to identify healthy men from unhealthy men, your life is going to change immediately, so it's not a handicap. We're giving you the codes. We're giving you the codes to the game to learn to play the right way, but you've been given the wrong codes to play the wrong way, so we want you to change the, change your game up, and you got to do that first by getting the book. Like, this book is, like, over 200 pages of nothing but profound information. And everyone who's read the book has said the same thing. I never looked at it that way before. Everyone has said, oh, I've never looked at it that way before. And when you get your book, you're going to say the same thing.
7: Are you guys in relationship,
2: you and Ro? <laughs>
6: no.
2: <laughs> I love Roe. I love I love Roe and I consider all women my woman but Roe is not my primary partner. No she's not. We're not intimate or nothing <laughs> like
7: that.
2: But Ro is cool okay. as a fan. I,
7: I thought I thought you were because uh this is the first time I tuned in and you said she was looking good when we met and I thought that you guys met and got married and whoop de doo, you know. <laughs> but uh <laughs> so so okay okay but yeah i mean look i told you first before i said anything else that there wasn't anything that rose said that i disagreed with okay however when it comes when it comes down to um interpersonal relationships um you can't. Oh, geez, it's just so hard to think. Well, no, I mean, you know, there is a formula you can follow—a formula and stuff. But um, I don't like being boxed in. I want—I just want to be free, and I want somebody else who is free too. I mean, to treat someone well, you don't have to be a man or a woman or
5: anything. All you got to do is Well, you is know be what? I get it. I get it that a lot of people are seeking this I'm going to be free and let it all hang out attitude. But men do not want to be in a relationship with a woman who lets it all hang out. That's not graceful and feminine. Nor does a woman want to be in a relationship with a man who lets it all hang out, cries all the time whines all the time and complains all the time, that's not masculine and protective. So let's be re- really careful for what we're asking for because sometimes when you ask for something, you can receive it. And thank you yeah, so I much know. for calling. Thank you so much for calling. Yeah, yeah. Nice
7: talking with you guys.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Carol. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Carol, don't have up, Carol. Don't hang up. We got more. We want you to listen in because somebody might say something that, that's going to really vibe with, uh, you know, something that you may pick up a jewel that you can use to get in your ideal relationship. I know last week we were talking about your ideal relationship. You got to, like, step it up a bit, not just somebody who's going to let me be free. But, Ro, what were some of the things you said last week when I asked a young lady? I said, what, what, what did your ideal relationship look like? And you said you wanted your man to do what? Who?
5: Well, I don't know.
2: What did I say? I think last week you said I want my man to say how graceful I am or how feminine I am, and I want to have a man that I can like boast on and things like. You had a more sophisticated answer than just saying, you know, I just want you know a guy that's smart, or I want a guy that. Remember last right. week, You told, know. I wanna, women want
5: We have. We have become so confused. But one of the best things that a man can do for a woman is to improve her femininity. And men are supposed to protect their woman's femininity consciously. This is a beautiful thing for a man to learn because men automatically want to be able to do this. But men who are listening, any of my readers, need to understand that protecting a woman's femininity and keeping her in feminine energy is part of a man's responsibility, just like it's part of the woman's responsibility to keep her man in masculine energy. And how we do that is to stay in our proper role, our proper energy, the yin or the yang. Um, Going back and forth and um, using a harsh voice when you're a woman or um, a very soothing tone all the time when you're a man is not good for your energy. So if you do want to be in strong feminine energy, you have to have a man you can't be in strong feminine energy without a man. You can lead up to it, but the man is going to increase a woman's femininity way further than she can do on her own. This goes into the sex,
2: too. <laughs> yes, I do agree. It goes into the sex, too. I'm talking about that good stuff. Let me get to the next caller. caller from the 718- 718 Three one eight. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello. Caller from the seven one eight three one eight. Your microphone is wide open. Going once. Going twice. Oh. All right. We'll, we'll see you later. We thought you wanted to get in. Next caller from the eight zero six five four eight. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please?
4: This is Brother Eric Kyere. I'm calling from
2: Lubbock, Texas.
4: What's
2: going on? Ain't nothing to it, Brother, what's happening?
4: Great show. I'm glad I caught it, man, because I got something on my mind. Uh, greetings to the lady on the line. I didn't catch your name. I got in late on the show. But how are you doing this evening?
5: I'm good. How are you?
4: I'm all right. I got a question for you. I want you to, I just want to hear your opinion about it. Today, uh, while I was at work, I called my lady, and I asked her a question. Now, you can please tell me if I'm wrong for saying this to her. But I, I told her we've been together for four years, and I told her I said the reason why I haven't married you yet, we're not married. So, to, I told her I said the reason why I, I, I won't marry you is because you don't trust me. Am I wrong for telling her that?
3: <laughs> no. And I'm not
4: talking about, I'm not talking about trust like, you know, me going out messing around. I was talking about from the grander scope of how I see, you know, I'm talking about as far as the finances, you know, spirituality, uh this this the grander scheme of what I see is trust. I told her I don't see that in her that she truly in her heart feels like she can trust me fully, and that's why I can No, I, can't. I don't
5: think – I definitely think that you're not wrong for telling her that or for believing it, but men need to understand that women have to learn the true meaning of trust and loyalty from men. I mean I- – I'm men, doing my best, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> women, don't, women don't understand what that, you know, men have a very, very broad and very clear idea of what trust and loyalty is. You know how women have a very, very broad and vivid imagination when it comes to romance and love and that kind of stuff, right? right. But for men, trust and loyalty is very detailed and broad. And most women don't think of love, uh, trust and loyalty the way that men do, and it takes men to teach it to them. Okay. So, if well, I don't, I, you know, so it's normal for a woman to not understand the importance of trust and loyalty, but you need to get the book. If she cannot trust you, how? Uh, do Trusting, down to trusting your word as the top, ultimate, last opinion that she needs, then there is a problem. Am I
4: wasting my time or is she wasting her time?
5: I'm not going to say. I don't think you're you're wasting your time. I think that what you're dealing with is very normal. She She could have very good intentions, but she seems to be unknowingly untrusting. So I recommend get the book. You need to get the book. It will explain everything to her about why trust is so important to men, who and and what it means to men as far as as far as actions are concerned. And it explains about loyalty because women think that as long as they don't have sex with another man, they're being loyal.
8: Yeah.
5: And that's not the case. That's not what men think of as loyal. Men think that every single person in their life is either on their team or off their team. Because men look at life as like um, a sport like a, with teammates and camaraderie and every single venture that you deal with is another game to determine who's going to win and who's going to lose. And the man believe that the woman's life should be on his team. But women don't see it like this. Women need to be explained to and they need to understand how men give life. Loyalty, teammates, um, how spending money makes a man feel like a woman is not on his team. how how taking a man's opinion and not using it makes a man feel disrespected. All of these things are not natural for women in our society to know. That's why we have been so successful with that.
4: Well, that sounds like my (laughs) 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 Yeah. Well, I just wanted to know if that was wrong for me to say, because I can be a little blunt every now and then, but... You
5: know. No, it's definitely not wrong. It's just that she doesn't understand your language right now. Well, I don't understand she get all my paychecks. You know.
4: <laughs>
5: I mean, you know, who don't like
4: money, you know what I'm saying? But Okay. So, That's all I got all this
2: evening. Well, go ahead, coach. Yeah, well look. Why is she getting all your paycheck if y'all ain't married? I wanna find out what's up with that. What is she getting all your paycheck for? If y'all ain't getting married, you know my I thing didn't is. Mean, I didn't mean that literally. Now I know, but I'm just I mean, saying
4: you know, we did, we we do live together and we have a child together, and uh, it's just you know I, I'm 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 not I'm strong and firm with you know what I say, but I can be passive at times, you know, because I don't want to I don't want no one to fear me like when I walk here in my house I don't want to be feared like oh he's gonna say something you know. Like, I don't want to, how can I say it, like, get angry about things. I want to see if she's going to develop, to, you know, to accommodate what I'm trying to do for my family and not force her to do it. You know what I'm saying? I don't want her to, like, resent me. Well, you know, no, we're not going to do this. Yes, we're going to do these type of things. I want her to see the vision, you know, what I'm trying to do for our family. And I just, for some reason, I'm not getting that. I'm not getting, you know. It's like she's not on on board the ship. So maybe I need to go see. It. <laughs> I don't know.
5: Yeah, she's not Something on your team. Wrong with me, you know. She's not on is your team. She? I guarantee you that if you and she both read the book, which is very very easy to read, uh-huh.
9: Uh-huh. I guarantee
5: you that you will be extremely surprised.
4: Okay.
2: Because what you lack in Big Brother is what the book provides, and that is a successful system. You don't have a system. Like, you're in Texas where culturally Texas does not have a bunch of healthy relationships and growing relationships that you can look and emulate and model yourself after. You have to have... Something she's bringing you a book with the experiences of over a thousand men, and so to tell you the truth, and you know I'm gonna keep it 100. If your woman doesn't see a successful long range system in place outside of you just paying the bills, then why should she trust you? If she says if she says I don't trust you, step your game up. But I mean, in what you're doing, like you listen in every week to Man Radio. So, boom, check. You're stepping your game up. But why don't you order two books? Since you got your check coming in, you order two books and just leave one lamb on the kitchen table and take one with you to work and say, this is mine and that one is yours. And then you go from there. You see what I'm saying? And then as you read the book, it's a playbook. It's a playbook. Um, to If you want a Super Bowl, you got to have a playbook. And so that's been the problem is we, as a people, culturally have been using um, or misusing playbooks. The Bible is definitely not the best playbook. The Quran is definitely not the best playbook. The Circle 7 Quran is a good playbook, but it's too much coding in there. you got to be an adept to understand it. But it does say man needs a pattern to follow. And this book that Roe has done is a collection of over 1,000 men. Who have developed a pattern that say, "Hey, we have generational happiness and generational wealth." So, I want you to be together. I want you to get married. I believe in marriage. So, but you need to have a system. So you step your game up. Get the book and then hit us back. Hit us back when you finish reading the book and tell us the differences in your household. I bet you a dime to a donut that it's going to be a big difference in your household.
4: Okay, is it, send me the link, man, <clears throat> on Facebook. Because I don't know where it is. I'm not online right now, of course. But, uh, Man, pretty- leads I- Red-
2: Man leads. Just go to manleads.com. Manleads.com. Okay. But send me just you know send send me a message on Facebook and remind me because I get a whole lot of inbox traffic. So just send me a um, joint and be like, yo, where's the link? And then I'll also link you to Rose page so you can be following her too.
4: All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right.
2: All right. Later. Peace. Ladies, you see how that leadership? Now, if that woman is over there listening to that man and she said well he was wise enough to go get some help, he was collecting some wisdom, she might break him off some tonight. What do you think, Ro? You think he might get some tonight? Maybe so. <laughs> want everybody to get some tonight now we ain't playing with it this is like the, I'm saying, how's your sex life? we want your sex life to get the good stuff call from the 954 your microphone is wide open can I get your name and where you're calling from please
1: yes this is Donovan Gordon from Atlanta Georgia hi,
2: what's, hi. what's going on Donovan thanks for joining the show how you feeling tonight
1: I'm good I'm good I'm good I just wanted to call just to say that I love the book that Roe has written and Roe may not remember me but um We got a chance to spend some time together here in Atlanta at Own Your Dreams when you came on the radio show with us in Atlanta, Georgia, on Northside Drive. I um, remember
3: you. Did you think
1: I forgot? It's awesome, baby.
7: And the hits just keep on
3: coming.
1: Ro, I just wanted to say that I've been following you intensely since that night at the studio, and I can't tell you how powerful your book is, and here's one of the reasons why. You know, growing up, I have a West Indian background, I'm Jamaican, and one of the things I noticed in my household growing up was that the men never stuck around. You know, my grandfather didn't stick around, my uncles didn't stick around, my aunts' husbands didn't stick around. The men just never stuck around. And I always wondered what the reason for that was. And I did notice over time that the women um, in our family are very, very dominant, very hostile. They have a lot of masculine energy. And it makes sense after talking to you and reading your book as to why they always, all of them, always left and never stayed around. I also found that I myself am very much repelled by women that come off with masculine energy or too dominant. I've always been drawn to a softer, more feminine type of woman. And I just couldn't understand the dynamic to all of it until I had the opportunity to interview you live on the air and to read your book, and then suddenly all the dots connected. Suddenly everything made sense. I mean, when you said on the air that if the way it wo- that the tone of voice a woman uses can lower her man's testosterone, I mean, that right there just blew me out of the water. Yeah. So I just want to thank you for the work that you're doing and just say keep on going, man. That book is a powerful book. It has definitely changed my life and broadened my perspective and filled in so many blanks. So thank you for just being the type of person to go out there and to do that actual work to study all these men and, and to create this book. It's, it's so powerful, and I just want to say keep on doing your thing. I'm here in the crowd watching and supporting you every step of the way.
5: Thank you so much, gentlemen.
1: Yeah.
2: Thanks for calling in tonight, too, <laughs> big bro. Appreciate that. No problem. Yeah. Y'all I mean you get that feeling like Donovan. You can't get the feeling if you don't get the book. You know, you're listening to the radio show, but you gotta take action. And i and I mean I'm like Donovan. These super aggressive women, big time turn off. Big time turn off. Let's get back to the air callers. Call up in the two four zero three five three. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please?
6: Hi, this is Keisha. Hi, bro. How you doing?
5: I'm good. Where are you calling from?
6: D.C. Nice to to meet you. Nice to meet you. I have your book. I got the e-copy. I think Uh it's awesome.
7: Thank you. And
6: and I love Kaya. (laughs) (laughs) I love you too, baby. Yes, and I've been loving Kaya for a long time. (laughs) And, (laughs) no, seriously, my comment doesn't have to do with sex, but I'm just feeling some kind of way right now because, I mean, I, I keep getting triggered to get into this masculine zone. And I can do really well for a few days. But then it's like, as soon as, like, a confrontation comes that just rubs me the wrong way, I just run, you know? <laughs> I want to, I mean, seriously. And, and then in hindsight, I just look back at what I did, and I can always see how I could have gone a different route, you know? And then I always feel like that would have been the best way. But I just keep on getting sucked back into this whole habit of
5: man and it's well it own. is a habit it totally is a habit and you know we have to remember that most women in the world have learned to stay in feminine energy from childhood so mm. we have to catch up we have to catch up you know we just think of these women as oh they're weak they don't have any choices they're not american blah 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 it's not true. The more you travel the world, the more you see that there is huge respect for women in almost every country on this earth. But those women have been growing up feeling like there is no reason to protect their femininity.
3: <sighs>
5: and that they can stay in feminine energy, and because they live in a different society, they are surrounded by men who are used to feminine women. So a lot of times, even for myself, sometimes I have to explain to men or remind men that I'm not a woman who practices being masculine and being in masculine energy and that I don't feel comfortable with cursing or whatever the case may be, right? Right? Mm-hmm. But the reason, And I'm not saying that I'm uncomfortable with cursing Because I think it's beneath me I'm uncomfortable with cursing With men cursing in my presence Because I know what it does to my feminine energy Okay And I'm well, uncomfortable I'm uncomfortable with men putting on Hard rap music in my presence Because I, I know what it does to my feminine energy Even if I like that song <laughs> Okay. So this is a practice. Practice makes perfect. And the more you practice, the better you'll become at it. You'll get a lot of compliments for it, and that will that will inc- increase your skill.
6: Well, I have many examples and things that I can think of where I've practiced consistently using my feminine energy, and there's been just wonderful outcomes. So I'm definitely an advocate. I'm just saying that what you do when a nigga acting stupid, though? I mean, how do you react? I know
5: sometimes
6: dudes to piss you off, though, bro. But guess what? But guess
5: what? Some of those are healthy and some of those are not. There are some men that feel very comfortable with dominant women. Even though they're not aware that dominant women will still destroy them in the long run and that even their dominant mothers destroy them in the long run. They feel very comfortable with that. But you, in your mind, and I do the same thing, we have to separate those emasculated men or the men who are more so on the feminine side from the men who are more so on the masculine side. And this becomes a skill the more that you go on. If a man is more so in his feminine energy, and that's his usual behavior, you do not need to respond to him in a graceful, feminine way all the time, one, if that's not your man, and two, if he's in such feminine energy that being that way is not going to improve him. So we have to separate which men we are talking to, you
3: know. And
5: I feel like our country is going to have to go through a process where men are going to have to accept women's femininity. Men get online on Facebook with me, and they decide to sometimes attack. And I have to tell them this attack will work with a dominant woman. This kind of attack that you're doing you, is attacking my femininity. And so oftentimes men will back off because that is the last thing they want to do is to be responsible for making a woman hard.
6: Hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to try that. I'm going to say right now you're attacking my femininity. Here, so, you're making me cause I like hard. that. I like that line. I like that one. It's awesome, baby! And honestly, I've I've really been practicing some of the things that you, you know, spoke of. I really like your book, too, and I've been sharing it with so many people, seriously. Oh, good. And, um, And trying to get them to call in and listen and everything, because I definitely think you all shed light on some great information, you know, that, that'll that just be for the for the best as far as the harmony between, mm-hmm. you know, the man and the woman in the household. And, you know, that's beautiful. So, I mean, I, but I do understand the process and that we are in the process, and so it's a shift.
5: Yeah, I mean, so you it's know, I subject. want to say something. Thank you, and I want to say something. You have a very good voice. And this you should use to your advantage everywhere you go. Really? Oh, thank yes. you. That's so
6: sweet. I've been, you know, crying. Wow, that's cool. For my <laughs> boy. Oh, you have you a very good. You have a
5: very a very feminine voice, and you can use this everywhere you go. This will work on women and men. I'm going to tell you, in when I'm in public g- going in and out of doors or stores or any restaurant, a lot of women, <laughs> women in masculine energy are opening the door for me. That's
6: <laughs> right, girl.
5: You're right. Does that happen right. to you sometimes? That happens to yes. you
6: sometimes? When well, okay. I am... When well, I'm very aware of what I'm doing, and I set out, my girlfriend and I, we, we 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 I introduced her to your book. We talked about all of this, and we said we are going to be in our feminine energy from now on. And so we went out to the wharf to get some crabs, and it
5: was like they did everything but laid out the red carpet. Right, I mean, and and women who are not aware of this idea of masculine and feminine energy, heterosexual women. Who are attracted to men with children and everything? They will go around opening the door and holding the door for women who are in feminine energy. It's very that is so true. So it's true. It's very interesting. <laughs> it is so true. It's
6: so true. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank There's, you. It's been wonderful you. Okay. okay. Thank you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Yay. Bye, oh. okay, Can't get rid of me that easy. Yes. Thank you for calling in, baby. And just like Rose said, just keep practicing, man. Just just keep on practicing because the world is full of, um, uh, I ain't going to say full of, but just keep on using that soft voice even for when they do some real dumb stuff. When they do some dumb stuff, you spray water on them. Just remember Fire has never beaten fire, but water always beats fire. Water always okay. beats fire. Always. So you just squeeze that water on them and just be just have that gentle cooing in the voice and the men will just they'll come around. And then if not, you know, he's not healthy for you and your children, your family, your lineage, you know, you concerned about lineage too. Just you gotta think about how much you love your father. And, you know, what he would like to see you with, too, you know what I mean? So, yeah, we all got work to right. do, so I'm definitely very proud of you, so you know what I got to say. It's awesome, baby! Hey, am I on here?
6: Are you yeah. Oh,
2: okay,
6: I didn't know if I was gone or not, but thank no, no, you. No, 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 yes.
2: you're welcome, <laughs> but stay on, the, stay, on, stay on the line. I'm going to mute your phone, but stay on the line. Okay. All right, and give Donye some sugar for me.
6: I will. All
2: right, bye. bye bye.
6: Bye
2: bye. You see why I can't get rid of her, Rose? You see that voice? You see why I can't get rid of that that woman right she there? She doesn't right? even
5: know. She doesn't even know
2: how great her voice is. <laughs> Rose says she got tools, and she don't even know she, she she not even using them yet. Nope. I think in the next two weeks, though, you know, when she started to roll that out on them like a Mercedes Benz, it's gonna be popping. Let me get to the next caller. Caller uh oh from the from the from the chat. This was our seven one eight earlier. Amenti, your line is open. Thanks for calling in. How you doing tonight?
9: I'm doing good. Hi hi coach. Hi roll.
6: Hi, Amenti.
9: Hi, okay. Um I love the book. Even even if you try to put the book away and ignore it, it doesn't work. It always comes back up. <laughs> It does. It always comes back up, and I've been attracting other people talking about the very same thing you're talking about. But um, just to get to my point, um, it's uh one of the one things I want to say. I want to ask about is intimacy before the sex, like the the intimacy. How do you get to that point? And um, it was something else, and um, also romance was my other question.
5: Okay, so. How do you get to intimacy Or what is intimacy Which one is the question
9: Oh goodness well um, (laughs) I ask basically Just being more intimate Open Being comfortable with it
5: How to be more flowing and more affectionate
9: Right that's the word Okay
5: Well this is a very Very good question I love that you asked this question Okay so One of the most compelling things about being a feminine woman is nurturing, right? We got that clear. But we nurture through our voices and our femininity and a lot through touch because touch is every man's first language. The problem in our society is there's not enough touch from women to men, That is non-sexual, and so men equate all affection with sex, usually. When women offer non-sexual touch, men are just as eager and happy to receive that. And I need a lot of women to listen to this, because opening your legs with a man who you just met is completely unnecessary if you are touching him. So this kind of touch, it needs to be something that you practice on a regular basis. And a lot of us have not been raised this way. So in order to have it slow, you can practice on your children or a pet or an elderly person or you can practice on yourself. You will... If you were standing in front of me in person, you will probably notice that I am very often touching myself with my hand to my arm or my shoulders or my face or something like that, right? The reason is because I am in constant practice of touching other people. And it's an actual practice. When I am in France... People kiss each side of my face with a sweeping touch. It's a requirement requirement in order to say hello and to be polite. And people will kiss each side of your face with a sweeping touch about 40 times a day. This means that those people are very used to touching and to being touched. But also when they come home from school, their parents are stroking their from their tip of their scalp all the way to like the middle part of their back, just rubbing and touching them and they grow up grow up with all of this touch. So touching to other people and receiving touch is normal culturally speaking for those women. But it needs to be clear that all men on earth despite what culture they come from seek an extreme amount of touch as the main form of communication. And if a woman can provide that for him, that creates a very strong bond. We as women have been taught that we are not supposed to be that vulnerable, but that is not vulnerable to be touching your man all the time or to be touching people in general. That is actually very, very smart and loving. So just practice with your arms and your face. And the more you do this, the more of your femininity will come out. Practice with, you know, making sure that you're in constant touch of your children or your pets or your man. Just whenever you're in any human or any living being present, you Have to tell yourself that you're supposed to be Touching them
9: Did I answer Yes another question was um, Romance
5: Okay so what is the question about romance How do you get it or what
9: (laughs) (laughs) You were so funny How to be (laughs) How to be more romantic
5: Oh how to be more romantic Okay men don't really care about romance
9: I don't believe that (laughs) (laughs)
5: Men don't see romance like women see romance So if you offer him romance the way that you see it, that's not doing the same thing Men think it's very romantic if you make food You cooking for them means, baby, I love you, that's romance That's why men give women blenders and stuff like that for Valentine's Day (laughs) <laughs> they shouldn't they shouldn't do that. They shouldn't. But that's the reason why, because they love food. So, you know, cooking will romance a man. Massaging a man's feet or any part of his body will romance him. Touching him in any way will, will romance him. Listening to him and never ignoring him every time he talks will romance him. So but giving a man a gift, giving a masculine man a gift, is not required to romance him. That That's makes, love.
9: That makes sense now.
5: It does? Okay, good.
9: Because a woman will put flowers and wine and all that type of stuff and this, she'll cook. So now it makes sense that he cares more about the food than everything else. He wants
5: the food. He wants a bath. he may even want a bubble bath but not necessarily by himself, you know. Men don't men don't men are like, oh, I want to take a bath with you <laughs> And and men love special treatment. As long as it's special treatment that they know somebody else is not getting back considered romantic to a man. But for a woman to feel romance, she wants to feel adored. We want the man to like tell everybody how much he's into us. That's romantic. We we want him to buy gifts that are nicely wrapped and not just in a grocery store bag. <laughs> that's romantic. And that's not the same to them. So it's really important that we learn what the differences are.
9: Okay, I'm not going to keep y'all. So um, I'm still reading my book. I'm on Woman's Follows. That's the chapter I haven't read yet, but I, I oh, love. Oh yeah, the book. yeah. Woman Follows. I'm, that's the last chapter I have to read, but I, I love the book, bro. I really do.
5: Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you
2: have
9: gotten a lot of it, out of it. Yes, I have. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for calling.
2: And just keep on coming. And stop skipping around that chapter. Don't, that, that, that's not the last chapter. The last chapter is everyone wins. So if you read the whole book and skip that chapter, we, I think we see what's going on right here. You're going to on yourself a minute. Get on over there and read that chapter. <laughs> You're funny. That ain't the la- <laughs> Bro, you wrote the book. And you know, getting really well, that is not the last chapter of that book. The last,
5: I, I the last not around correcting people when it's unnecessary. That's not feminine. <laughs>
2: Well, good. i ain't right, you right, it's masculine. And I wasn't correcting her. All I was saying was You can do it. You can do it. I'm
5: not gonna do it. I just figured <laughs> she's gonna get to the end and then she'll
2: see. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I do totally agree though. Um, you fellas, if y'all want the good stuff, if y'all even though I believe that relationship science is the cake And romance is the icing. Let me repeat myself. Relationship science is the cake. Romance is the icing. The problem is there has been no cake. There's just been all icing. Everybody wants romance, but nobody knew the science of how to bake a good cake. Roe has the cake book formula for you. The romance will come naturally after that. But you need the science more than you need the icing. Too many of y'all want the icing, and you ain't got no cake. Just imagine walking into a party, and then you just slice down into this what looks like a big, nice pink cake or chocolate cake or whatever, and then somebody slices it twice and then puts it and slaps it on your plate, and it's all icing. You're going to be disappointed. And... You're going to have cavities, your mouth is going to be tore up, you know, like false fillers. Like, that's a problem. Romance is cool, but let's look at it like the cake and the icing. Which one is there more of when you have a cake and icing? You have more cake than you have icing. So if you have more science, yes, the icing makes it sweet. So you're going to get more romance as a side effect of reading the book, doing what it says, practicing On your partner, on everybody, everywhere you go. You gotta practice controlling those emotions. So that is what I'm talking about. Relationship science. And then we'll sprinkle in the romance, but not romance first. Because we guys, even though Mindy says she doesn't believe that, man, we, look, Ro, what did you say? You said men negotiate until they get sex, women negotiate until they get married. (laughs) Yeah. Right, we're going to be into romance until we get them draws, all right? After that, you know, I mean, well, it just depends. If he's an unhealthy man, he's gonna that, that, that's what's going to happen. But me, you know, you have to consider my answer. Some,
5: you'll put some effort as long as, especially when you know that that's wanted and needed and appreciated.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. The yeah. appreciation
5: um, part is huge, right?
2: Oh, if I'm appreciated, if I'm appreciated now, I'm going to go all out. I'm going to stick around. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to bring my leash over so we can go walking. You know what I mean? So, but if I'm not appreciated, then nah. So, yeah. All right. Um, got to get to the next caller. They're over in the chat room. Cussing me out and talking about, I, talking about I better answer, I better answer their, their lines. So let me get back over here before somebody gets too masculine. Uh um, <laughs> No, for real, no, for real, for real. In the chat room, they said, no, listen, listen what they wrote. They, they said, uh, they said um, hold on, I got to find this. I want to read to you what's going on in the chat over here. They said, um, she said, I'm on the phone, so pick it up before I attack every woman's masculinity. okay. <laughs> I don't want you attacking nobody's masculinity. Just slow down for a second. I'm gonna get to you. And now I and now I don't even see her on the um, I'm looking for her but she's not I, I don't see her um her number. So I'm gonna have to go to the next person. So don't get all touchy feeling with me and then I don't see you in the queue no more. So call back I see a one one one, but you didn't you gotta press one. Let me see if this is this person. Uh caller from the 111. Are you the person threatening me in the chat room? Hello, your mic is wide open. Is this the person who's threatening me in the chat room? Okay, must not be that person. Okay. Let me go back to people who have their hand raised and who are waiting patiently. Uh, next caller is from the 267. 267495. Your microphone is open. Can I get your name and where you call calling from, please? It's
8: Juan... Who?
6: Hello? Wanza. Oh. Hi, <laughs>
8: Wanza.
2: Wanza, turn your speakers down oh, yeah, yeah. in, in the background.
8: I'm sorry. How y'all doing tonight? Hi.
5: How are you doing?
8: I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm not complaining. So, um, I got some questions for both of y'all. I just got a question for both of y'all. I'm a, and I'm, a, I'm not going to elaborate on that for my end, but um there's a huge there's a huge um uh, percentage of men uh see, but it's a, a percentage of men that are using um ED, ED drugs. erectile dysfunctional drugs. And mm-hmm. some of it I don't really think is, you know, physio I don't think it's physiological. I think it's some of it's mental. And after listening to some comments and I'm and now I'm gonna attach um I gotta attach, you know, masculine women to it now. So I see a lot of guys that are using, some of the guys that are using the pills actually um, are at home with a woman. They don't really travel outside the house. So I'm thinking, are they taking the pill because somewhat they're and they're trying to still have sex? Um, yep. What do y'all think about that?
5: <laughs> I think definitely so. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know, like, the next step, like, what happens with the pills? But I do know that women emasculating their man causes him to become less able to be sexually excited towards her. I do know that. Uh-huh. And that's not cool. That's not good.
8: <laughs> now, <laughs> and I also have another question. So um, I know there's some ladies that, you know, they may not like the way they look. And sometimes when, you know, you get in the mix, sometimes they like to cover up or use these different angles so you don't see them. Or, you know, like when they when they want to give head, like they don't want to look at you or deduct your head. How much is it, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of femininity is what? in a woman just owning the way she is and being very comfortable in it. And when a woman is comfortable with it, no matter how she looks, It makes a man feel more comfortable and energized. If she's kind of ashamed of what she's doing or what she looked like, that energy transfers over to a man. To me, that's another way that women are hurting themselves as far as in their sexual life. What do you think?
5: I think that is such a good point. I think that women need to get it stuck in their head that in that moment that you are intimate with somebody, If you have chosen to be intimate with someone, you need to be comfortable with yourself. But in that moment, you cannot lift weights. You cannot go out running. You're not going to lose an ounce of fat. You just are what you are. And that the most sexiest thing that most women can bring to the table is confidence. But I think that women don't realize that men are that. This aware of the fact that they're trying to create good angles, <laughs> I think that women do not give men credit right. um, men are being very polite about and gentle about this situation right. but I, but women need to be aware that men are very clear about what they actually look like right. that men have decided what a woman looks like through her clothes before she took them off.
8: Right. Uh, right. I
5: mean, women don't get that, but men decide what women look like. They can figure out what you look like before you take your clothes off. So there's really no point in being upset over what happens after you take your bra off, what happens after you take your underwear off, what happens after you take, you know, your dress off. Men can figure out. They're looking. They care, and they're looking at all that stuff. But once you're in the act, whatever it is, women, it just is. Right. And the worst kill is being self-conscious.
8: Right. And uh, I have one one, one last comment, then I'm going to go. So uh, can you please (laughs) tell me... What if you know a lot of guys they wanna you know perform really well, I think this is another reason I'm still on my e d thing so I think a lot of guys wanna perform well, and you know when you're when you're eighteen years old and brother you can go all night. I think as you get older, it's routine, you know, even with someone new, so I don't know if we're gonna have the same juice as we do at each that at, at at, at 30-plus, at 40-plus, at 50-plus that you do when you're 18 and everything is fresh and new. So with that being said, um, I think a lot of times, I'm lot of, I lost my train of thought for a second, but I think a lot of times just guys want to no. perform as they get older like they were when they're younger. So I, I heard someone spoke, I think this book, or I heard you say this somewhere like the average sex action is like two, three
5: minutes long, but God's going to get rid of that four-hour problem. This is really something that people need to be aware of. Pornography has really screwed up people's minds sexually, and okay. a few things have really become a problem. The first thing is penis size. We have to remember that the camera needs to, wants to be able to see action for the viewer in order to sell movies. So in order to be able to visualize, to get a visual picture of the action, the penis needs to be bigger than average. Right. So all of the men who are looking at those porn sites and trying to compare themselves to that need to realize that they're using men with larger than average penises in order to get good camera shots. The other very confusing thing is lubrication. Okay, women are putting up with all kinds of feelings and um probably tears and are having to use lubrication over and over again between takes, obviously, but when you look at these movies, the women are not well lubricated because they're getting paid five, ten, and fifteen thousand dollars <laughs> but real nice women are going to be in physical pain if anything happens near any of their zones without serious lubrication. And men need right. to really get this into their head. The the reason that there's not serious lubrication in the porno is because they're coming in with artificial lubrication in order to keep the action going for the film because they don't know at what point is the viewer going to be finished watching the Film, So they let the film go on for a long time and they keep the action going on for a long time. The other thing that I learned through my research is a problem with westernized men is the amount of time that men, men and women are having sex in porn movies. And the average uh. sexual encounter is two and a half minutes when you count the intercourse only. And foreplay is an extremely longer amount of time than most porno movies because porn <laughs> movies are designed for men, and men don't want to have to watch foreplay. They want to get on to what they were getting, uh, watching it for in the first place, and move on. So, yeah. but in real life, women need a long amount of foreplay, which makes the human mind believe that this sex is going on for a long, long, long time. Uh-huh. <clears throat> And oral sex in porn movies is extremely horrible when it comes to what women actually desire and need in order to reach any type of pleasure. The reason for that also is for camera angles. So you have people just sticking their tongue out to show the camera angle so that the camera can see that they're sticking their tongue out to create some arousal from the perspective of the viewer. But if you just stick your tongue out at a woman's genitals, that's not going to feel good. So uh, we have to remember, viewer, and the fact that this is ge- um, generated and produced over and over again for the purpose of making money is not good for our for learning about what's healthy for our actual sex life and sex sex for two and a half minutes. Actual sexual intercourse for two and a half minutes is a, the average amount of time that is spent to have sex with almost every animal on Earth, including humans.
2: We're not now, that different. right now. And in our
5: minds, because it's feeling good in our minds. And because there's no clock, we believe that it's a longer period of time and we have pressure associated with porn movies, the porn industry, but they have to keep the movie long because they don't know when the viewer is going to be finished. So, you know, this is good news for men and women. Stop trying to create acrobats acrobatic situation in the bedroom, bring more of your sensuality out. We're supposed to be connecting with each other on a sensual and spiritual and emotional level. This is not now, about how many minutes.
8: Now, Ro, I, I got to say I, I, I do disagree with you. I don't disagree with you with a lot of stuff, but I do disagree with you there. We we need the ladies to be acrobatic. And sensual <laughs> and all that and the business, You know what I'm saying? Don't no, stop. I'm don't do don't,
5: I'm not don't shut the tricks down. Variety. I'm not saying anything about variety. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't shut the tricks down. We need the tricks. I'm not saying anything about variety, but women, when men say good sex, mm-hmm. women, and when men say good sex, it's often confused with connected, loving sex. Okay. And the but best possible. The best possible sex is not acrobats. Those are tricks that you can learn Mm
8: -hmm.
3: from
5: the book. But
8: now look, now is respect is learning what respect is to a man to that specific man is learning about sex specific to a certain man.
5: Um, Yes, I'm pretty. You know, sex is supposed to be everybody's safe place. Everybody should be able to be whatever they want to be in their sexual uh, life.
8: Right.
5: However, I mean, this is just, this needs to be a safe place. You should be able to be whatever you want to be in your sexual life. And your partner should match up with that.
3: Right.
5: But having. Women do not need pressure to perform in acrobatic ways, just like men do not need pressure to perform for an hour. Too much pressure. And it's not necessary. And we have to remember that we're not just bodies. And that the main thing that we're trying to achieve when we're having sex is a connection and an increased love. So when when everybody gets set in order,
8: Everybody will be having more sex. Mm. There's a lot of mad people out there with not having sex. <laughs> it's a, it's
5: <laughs> and they, a, they need to having loving sex.
2: Right. So, so you know, I got something to say. You know, I got something to say, right, Wanson? You know, I
8: got something to say. Right? And, oh, you, you, know, that's, that's, you know, I know you sit in the back just soaking it all up. I can't wait to hear what you got to say, brother. <laughs>
4: I'm
2: going to back it up. I'm going to back it up to stop having sex with women who's who not proud of how they look. If she don't want to give you some eye contact when she giving you some head, put your clothes on. The head can't be that good. It can't be that good if she trying to hide her eyes from you while she giving you some slight? She's she shame to go down there and get on the knob. Come on man. No, no, no. She right. shouldn't. you gotta treat your knob like a magic stick. I don't even I don't even use the word penis that much no more. I got that magic stick. Fifty Cent made a song about me. You know what I'm saying? And all men right. should understand. Like and even if roast if like I said, the average if the average is two and a half minutes, I'm well above average, and I ain't got no problem with that. You know what I'm saying? And if some women right. are uh, happy with with um, the average two and a half minutes, then that's cool because I have. Um, interviewed and coached some women who have said they don't want nothing, you know, they don't want to have a baby every time they have sex, you know, and they do want to have a real heart connection and I understand that, but if a woman, if you, you know what I'm saying, if she want to give you some head, man, that's one of them, that's one of them variety tricks that uh, that Roe was talking about, and she need to learn that, you know, we want some eye contact, pull the hair to the side, you know, we want to hear some noises, you know, all of this variety is like, oh, she didn't, you just, you picked the wrong one and she need to be excused or you need to excuse yourself from that scenario. So that's a shout out to the men and to the ladies. When you're giving that man some good head, look him in the eyes. Every now and then, you ain't got to stare at us, pay attention to what you're doing. But, you know, just, you know, and check with us and see, you know, how he feels about, was that long enough? But I know. I want more than two and a half minutes or just some straight head, but that's my microphone check. That's just me. Yeah. Yes. yes. And I also,
5: <laughs> I, as a woman, I want to chime in on this. You know, women do not take the blowjob seriously enough, in my opinion. They think that it is a, a privilege that they are giving to their man, but this is something that women need to take more seriously. And if you're going to be giving a blowjob and you cannot give eye contact with that man, he is not the man you should be giving a blowjob to, and you should not. <laughs> we should not be calling it blowjob anymore because nobody should just be giving blowjobs. Every blowjob should come with eye contact. We, I think we need to call it BJEC. Blowjob eye contact. <laughs> there you go. There you go.
2: There you go. Baby. No more blowjobs. It's awesome, baby. Blowjob.
5: No more
2: blowjobs. Plain blowjobs are for losers. It's awesome, baby! <laughs> Let me finish. I'm glad she looked. Most of the most of the time, I don't like being interrupted, but I don't mind if she chimed in with that gospel right there. That was that gospel. She put that in there right there. Now, the second part was, uh, I think... What was the second part of your question? After you it was like respect or something, right? Um,
8: about I was mentioning about the guys using, you know, the oh,
2: I got, that. I got you, 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 I got you. The the sexual enhancement uh, uh-huh. joint at home with their ladies, ladies. Uh-huh. First off, I want to say that's a dating book. And if you just out here wham bamming it and you trying to make a good false impression, then that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I, I, I'm all for you, but that's not who you really are. And if you can't get to your supplier, what you gonna do? Just know what I'm saying? Like if you gotta soak some weed before the girl to give you some coochie, but that night the weed man is not around, then what you gonna do? What you gonna do if the weed man ain't around? So it's the same thing for, for, the, uh, for the pill. So, ladies, if you are in a long-term relationship and you know that your man is using some type of stimulants, then you have to work on the touch, the caress, the the uh, the respect, all types of techniques to get his testosterone up. Because I, I assure you, it's not for every woman. This is the thing too. I'm surprised wrote didn't say this. If a man is using um, an enhancement drug, he's not using it on every woman. There's some women that he don't need it. And so then uh-huh. it becomes personal. Then it becomes personal. So if your man is using that in a long – or if, a, if you're a man and you have to use it in a long-term relationship and you think, well, this is all the woman wants. And something you said earlier about, you know, as we get older, men want to keep on performing – to be like Charles Barkley, you better learn how to finesse the game. You know what I'm saying? You better know how to use your fingers and your magic stick and your mouth. You got to learn how to use everything if you want to be above average. You know, and right. as an astrologer, as an astrologer, some women don't have that in their chart. All Scorpio rising women want sex more than two and a half minutes. They want sex like you know. And there's nothing wrong. If you're above average and you end up having sex for 15 minutes, 35 minutes, or an hour. But take that pressure off of yourself. Like Rose said, they're trying to sell movies and make movies. So you ain't got to go in there. You know, I, there's no woman really, really, really. These single women are lying. just like Rose said, who just wants you just to come out here and just stand up in it for three or four hours and stuff like that. Unless she's a porn star and she's dating outside the industry. You know what I mean, but <laughs> but other than you know other than and then you gotta look at what's up with you because you're trying to a porn star. That's your only that's your only attraction. So be uh be careful with what you ask for. Um, the enhancements. Um, I understand them. I do support them in some cases because some of them are healthy, like the all natural ones, like the Yohimbe And things like that. They also help flush out the kidneys and but there's lots of things that you can take. I feel that men who do exercises, who eat right, a lot of y'all have erectile dysfunction because you have a poor diet. Roe is a champion for beating diabetes. A lot of the same things that cause diabetes cause erectile dysfunction. Let me lick a shot for myself. Watch what you're putting in your mouth. You can't keep eating a whole bunch of hot cayenne pepper. And like when you were young, you had this ego and you just was having sex for hours or a long time. And then you kept on eating the wrong foods and your body was resisting it. But then once you hit 35, 40, 45, you're not getting the same performance because now the sales pressions. So it's very important that you realize what you put in your mouth. Putting in your system is super super important. Uh I need everybody to call in. We got two more I got one more caller, but I want everybody to hear them. So the number three four seven two oh five nine oh eight nine if you're in the chat room you have to call in to hear the last part. Just got the ninety second rule. So Wanza, did that help any? What do you think about my, uh my response or my comment? Oh yeah, I mean you hit it right you
8: hit the nail on the head. You know you definitely have to work out and you have to work on your diet in order to, you know, maintain um, your stamina. And not only that, a lot of people don't know about semen retention either. Um, I know that's a whole other subject, but for for those who know, you don't have to always have, sex doesn't always have to end in an orgasm. You know, you can get it in and, you know, not, not bust and, you know, save up that energy so that way you can be, you know, ready to go on a ready line the next time up. But a lot of times I think we have been programmed to think that sex always has to end with eject with with an orgasm and if it doesn't, it's not good. And I think that's a misconception that we have to understand as men, our vitality is very much in our testosterone, it's all locked into our our semen. And um we not sourced to hold on to, we're taught to give it away. And um and, and that's my final thoughts on it.
2: Hey, now he just threw me a behind the back alley, you appreciate it, on um, criminal detention. Listen, ladies, let me give y'all a news flash: Blue balls is a myth. Blue balls is a myth. If you make, the good stuff is not the man having an orgasm every time you have an orgasm. That's not the good stuff. If he's having an orgasm every time you have an orgasm, you're going to lead him into the world of senility, That means being senile and cannot remember. Every time a man ejaculates, he loses zinc. But after the age of 30, the man does not reproduce the zinc at the same quantity as he did before he was 30. So if you got a man who's in his late 30s, 40s, 50 years old, and you want to have sex every night, and every time you have an orgasm or you think that you're not finished until he has an orgasm, you better put an insurance policy on that dude. Because you are killing him. Look at uh, Will Chamberlain. He said he had sex with ten thousand women. Let's just say he had sex with five thousand women. If he bust, if he had an orgasm after playing a game of basketball, uh, and then he was still dropping his seed like that, Will Chamberlain didn't see sixty years old. The good stuff is not how many women I had sex with. The good stuff is I'm a hundred years old, and me and my woman still have a very comfortable, satisfying sex life. Think long range, vision over sight. Write that down, vision over sight, all right? And also for you brothers, a healthy, the good stuff is creating a safe space. I wanted to get this in tonight too. You have to create a safe space for your woman emotionally. You have to protect her, her feelings. You have to also safeguard the things that um, she's surrounded by. Don't let her Be around, like, the other night, I I told one of my friends, like, you're not watching Purge, and you're not watching, um, what's that new movie with um, Idris Elbert, No Good Deeds. You're not watching that. There's no female that I'm dealing with who is allowed. And I did say allow. I know Carol was on the phone earlier, and she was like, oh, I want to be free. Yo, men have to protect your mentality. Why are you going to watch Purge, a movie about one night everybody's killing, or I'm going to watch a movie about a man breaking into a woman's house when I'm not there and terrorizing her and just beating her ass. So, men, you do have the right to say, no, you ain't watching that, and let her know that you're disrespecting me if you're going against that. And that's not a man being abusive. And don't come with, oh, I got my own brain. I can think for myself. Um, sometimes you can because if you don't know what means, which is neuro-linguistic programming, you can be a victim of that very easily, very easily, and your diet plays a part of. It. Excuse me. Two three seven. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello. Caller from the eight zero three two three seven. Your microphone is wide open.
10: This is Melody. Hey, Melody. Hey. So I'm oh. enjoying the show. This is my first time joining in, and um, I was in the chat room, um, commenting on some things, and um, I was 'cause I did, I missed the beginning, and so I was like, I was wondering if you guys mentioned root causes for why women are so masculine. And so I had some of my own thoughts, but I wanted to call in to see what um, the experts had to say.
2: Now wait a minute before b- before we answer in the chat room, I asked you and you didn't answer. I so want to know first. No,
10: I did answer you. Your... I said I had mentioned. I said I had mentioned it above.
2: Okay, so tell us now on the air, so everyone can hear. Why do you think there's a root? What 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 do you think is the root cause of women uh, being very masculine?
10: Well, I mentioned three things, and um, I feel like the three answers are healing, balance, and education. But I feel like the causes are, of course, slavery um, and taking the man out of the home and bringing the man down throughout slavery and women having to be the safeguard in the home Um The second one, I was like, you know, if you look at it from an international perspective, I think that the women that have been portrayed overseas as hard are the women that come from cultures where they've had a lot of hard war, you know, like Viking women, et cetera, you know. Um, And then I think about women who have been exposed to the unhealthy male. And I know that sometimes, you know, people end up in situations based upon what's going on within in them and they and they attract certain things but a lot of times it's just I think that that as, as a whole, especially in America, men are a little bit more unhealthy in general too. And this whole over masculinity, you know, sometimes without any balance that's just unhealthy, too. It doesn't have to exactly be an abusive situation, but just men abusing their position as men has made women become more masculine and say, well, I'm going to do that, too, or I'm going to protect myself. You know, so. Well, yeah. <laughs> I want to
5: be clear first that this is not an international problem. We love yeah. to save the world, but really this is a problem that is mostly concentrated in America England, um, the United Kingdom, Mm -hmm. Australia, and any other places where people speak English and understand English because they can understand our media. This is really not that big of a problem in other countries unless they are dealing with day-to-day survival. And when you're dealing with day-to-day survival... The last thing on most people's minds is harmonious relationships. So, But when you look at the rest of the world, which is most of the world, where people are doing well, they have food, they have water, there's clean air, they can find education, they have shelter, most of those women are feminine. This is really our problem, and it really does come from slavery, like you said. It comes from the feminist movement for white American women, or as I like to say, women who refer to themselves as white. Um, as far as women who refer to themselves as black, it, it generally does come from slavery, this whole masculine masculine thing. And when we we talk a lot about how black men... Are dating and marrying white women, and why they're doing this. And a lot of times, these reasons are because of femininity, if we are going to be very honest here. But a lot of times, those men do not have a lot of exposure to women outside of America, and they don't realize that the white American woman has the same, almost the same amount of masculine energy as the black American woman with just a very slight difference, mm-hmm. a very slight difference. What's In that difference? difference? <laughs> um, Voice. Voice. There's only one difference is voice. And so, but when you look at American women who are coming from white culture and black American women, and you look at their femininity based on women who are from South America, Asia, most of Africa, most of the Caribbean even, the difference in femininity is huge. And all of the white women and black women go into the same category of masculine energy. The only difference generally with white American women is the voice.
10: So, if it's largely an American issue, and yes, slavery, you said that, but if it's crossing over races, then it's just based on violence and fear. Maybe because I feel like that's what a lot of root causes are for yeah. American
5: problems. Yeah, everybody, everybody has a fear of being taken advantage of. American women sure. have a fear that men are going to be brute and that they're going to take advantage of us, and that we need to protect ourselves because that's how they are. And this message was really, really pushed into the heads of the white American women during the feminist movement. And we have to remember that the feminist movement was created to boost the economy And this trend started after the beginning of World War II. When you see those posters, those yellow posters of the lady, I don't know what her name is. She's a fictional lady, but she has on a um, hair wrap, a white lady, and she has a yellow background, and she's holding her hands up with, and she's flexing her muscles, right? Mm -hmm. You know this this poster and Beyonce did a copy of it recently this poster was put out at world at the I think the beginning of World War II in order to get women to go into the workforce and to prove to women that they had strength that they didn't know they had and that men were oppressing them this was an actual campaign put together to increase the American economy. And when men returned, they did not pull back on the campaign. They just continued it, and it turned into the feminist movement. And many generations later, we have no clue what's going on. We are completely confused about who men are, what they want, how they feel, and so forth and so on. And the reason this continues is because men are not verbally talented enough or they're unaware of what has happened to them, and they cannot explain how they feel to a woman who can run circles around them verbally. So we continue with with this misunderstanding. What I have learned being a person who speaks five languages is that I have, gained an ability to be able to understand what a man is thinking and feeling without words. And I think this came from using so many languages to the point where I am looking for body language and emotion and color changes in the face and eye eye movement in order to determine what people are thinking because I have too many languages already. And a lot of women can learn this. But when I interviewed men about how they felt with women, a lot of what I gained as far as their responses were concerned was through my instinct and intuition as a woman to be able to read through the lines and to gather what all of them are thinking and put it together and to get the greatest meaning. And as women, we can all learn to do this. We can all learn that the way that we communicate in a verbal way with men is not the way that they prefer to communicate and it's not their best way of communication. And when we do this, we get to a deeper way of understanding them. We stop seeing them as someone who was born to um, take advantage of us because this is a big problem that you talked about before about how we fear men. We fear that they're going to take advantage of us or that if we compliment them on a strength that they have, that they're going to use that against us. And so we hold back nurturing. But the problem is nurturing is the number one thing that men want from women.
2: Not the coaching.
5: Not sex, not help paying the bills, not even food, even though food is nurturing. But directly when you're talking about what men want from women, it's nurturing, feminine nurturing. And when women guard their nurturing and guard their femininity from men, men are automatically not getting what they want from even being with the woman, which is why they don't commit. They don't come back around. They don't want to hang out with you. They, want, they prefer to hang out with their friends and just meet up with women to have sex sometimes. And this list goes on and on and
3: on.
5: So there's a lot that we have to learn, unlearn, based on this bad history.
10: It it makes so much more sense now because I've heard people say, oh, the feminist movement just ruined women. And so now for the first time I do see that the lie that femininity has no power that like all power has to look masculine. But at the same time I do understand I do understand like, you know, men treated women the same way though in in, in a lot of cases like they did treat femininity weak. Like we couldn't have a say so or rights as they did because the energies were treated I totally as agree. one bigger than the other. Yeah.
5: I think that there was something that was totally necessary when it came to the feminist movement. But I think that we threw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. we threw out all the beautiful things that we knew worked with our femininity, and even the- you know the women who were alive and adults at that time, they knew the power of their femininity, but imagine generation after generation after generation after the feminist movement and not even looking at how many generations after after and during slavery, that's a lot of generations. Who don't know the power of femininity? And when women argue with me about how they don't want their femininity, it's just the saddest thing I can think of. You're fighting to act like a man. The fact that you're fighting, you're you're already acting like a man. All right. And well, it it, it goes deep. I remember. I remember
10: friends time. talking me out of liking the color pink when what? I was a little girl. Yeah. I was like six or seven. They were like, what? Ew, you like pink?
5: Ugh, that's so girly.
6: Right,
5: right. And you know what? This happens with everything, and that is really a good example. This happens with everything. When, But I don't let it happen. I'm very conscious now. When women... See me say, okay, when I talk to men, I don't care who it is. I will say, sir, not because I think he I'm beneath him, but because I know how much power that gives me. When I'm talking to a man and and I feel that he feels disrespected, I know that the conversation will not go in the right direction whether he's changing my tires or helping me with my taxes. So I'm going to continuously show him respect or use the word respect so that he knows that that's where I'm coming from, so that I get the best tires and the best taxes done. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. And so, yes, sir. And, you know, this is, and people confuse this with flirtation. This is not flirtation. This is called man charming. Because when you understand how a man is built, you have not only the ability to charm him, but now you have the right. And every man loves to be charmed with respect and appreciation. But if you're offering your femininity to charm a man, you will get a very happy response from him, no matter who he is.
10: Right. Well,
2: very enlightening. Also, (laughs) Melanie, I also, uh, my reply, I also wanted to give in that I partially agree with the slavery stuff. I partially agree with the slavery stuff. But here's the problem with slavery and why why slavery works so good as an excuse. It's an excuse. But slavery is only in your recent history. It's not even a 1,000 years ago. What were black people doing 2,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago, 4,000 years ago? They weren't slaves. So when people, especially women and men and black people who slavery as an excuse of why something is messed up or effed up now, you lack study. You rely on your enemy to bring you information about yourself. I'm saying that period, point blank, the worst thing could have happened to black people is how much we love the movie Roots and swear up and down, that's our history. That's a very minor part of our history. There were blacks over here long before slave ships pulled up. And every black person was not a slave. Every black person that's in North America now did not, is not a descendant of someone who walked off of a slave ship. Please post that on all of your social media. Please. I'm just so sick right. and tired. I'm sick and tired of hearing it. And then the feminist movement... I want you to go. To, I want everybody to go to Google, including Roe, and type in "CIA feminist movement," "CIA feminist movement," and how the how Black feminism, the CIA, and Gloria Steinem were put together. They funded Gloria Steinem with over two million dollars in order to separate the Black family. So, feminism as a whole. Was already deteriorating the family, black, white, indifferent, whatever race. But then the CIA came in with coin and tail pro, and then they came in to use femininity to get in. Because the black woman was the master of being feminine. She was the master of being soft. She was the master of her man testosterone high. She was the master of it. But when the but when the when the family became destabilized. There's an article written uh 1992, How the CIA Used Feminism to Destabilize Society, by Henry McHale, Ph.D. Mm-hmm. Go look it up. Just look up the articles on what happened. So don't try to generalize, you know, everything to say, here's an excuse why we are this way. You can make a choice. The woman is the strongest component in the family, Period. I always say when the woman says, "Well, slavery and feminism," I say, "Yeah, I agree with that." Actually, but what about me? Is that an excuse for why you ain't gonna do nothing now? Are you gonna keep blaming somebody? You no. Right Your man I, and, to I, and 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 women get certain habits. All habits that women have that drive that that unhealthy women have. Excuse me, the habits that unhealthy women have are, are all not derived from the slave master did this and the slave master did that. Some women are just naturally angry and they want to be masculine and they have abandoned their femininity because they suffer from short-term amnesia. That's why we do the show. We do the show to remind unhealthy women that they can be healthy again. It's just a choice. Nobody's holding you back anymore. There is no super, super plan for tomorrow to hold women or black people back or there there is no black guru trying to get a, a team of black men to pimp black women. That's over. That's over. The the dog propaganda is still around, which is why I said that men must protect even what their women read. Rose says she hasn't watched television in eleven years. You know what that says about says to me, she got a smart man at the crib. She got a smart man. She ain't missed nothing. If she wanted it, she would say, I want a TV. But she hasn't even said it. So obviously she has a smart partner. So we have to, who's guarding, guarding her femininity by saying, here are some healthy boundaries. And women have to stop making excuses when they hear a man saying, here are healthy boundaries. And then the woman says, oh, you're trying to tell me what to do. The woman that came on earlier was like, I'm intelligent. I want to use my own mind. Yes, but you still need a man to protect you because that's what we're wired for. That's why I always think teamwork makes the dream work. So I definitely appreciate you calling tonight, rolling with me in the chat room, your inputs, you know, and, 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 and definitely I support you in your own study. Do you have the book yet?
10: No, I don't have the book. Um, this is my first time even joining in and, and hearing about the book. But I do have a quick response and a really quick question. Um, my quick response to what you said, I do understand what you mean about how making excuses about the slavery and all that, about slavery, but I feel like it's not an excuse. It's more about, like, you always have to know where the problems came from to identify them and to handle them correctly. And when I say slavery... I, and then you're talking about America, and especially because she said it is more of an American problem. Slavery was a race issue, but slavery was a, a capitalistic thing too. It was it was money and building a nation and a wealthy nation on free labor. And then once that was over, yeah, like you said, it went to feminism and breaking down uh, the family and the culture, and to now where we're we're not. Like enslaved, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, how the family is broken down, how we have this problem now that we're talking about on the show about masculine women and and emasculated men, it is a type of slavery that has broken us down as people to where it is across color lines, you know, but it's still rooted from our country being founded in slavery,
5: so where it's affected yeah.
10: everybody involved.
5: Yeah, and I agree. I agree with you. We just have to be clear that we're a pro when we talk about slavery. We're looking at it as a reason rather than an excuse,
10: right? But I had a question because you said that you know men's job is to protect us and give us boundaries. But then, does that you know where are the boundaries for men that women give?
2: You don't need to give them <laughs> boundaries. women back. There, there are, are none. What are you no, giving there, us back? Hold on, hold, let me answer this. hold on, let me answer this before I'm going to give you some real sign. I'm impulsive, I'm going to give you an impulsive answer As a poor communicator here You don't need to give me no bound. You don't need to give a healthy man boundaries your, your Women's problem The women who think they need to give a man boundaries His daddy should have gave him some boundaries His grandfather should have gave him some boundaries A woman doesn't need to give a man healthy boundaries She needs to be in the kitchen She needs to be stroking Back, she needs to nurture him, and it will come. We're not naturally wired to abuse women. Every time a woman comes up with that example, she's trying to use a Ray Rice, or she's trying to use one example of an unhealthy man who was abusive. You can't throw all the men under the bus because you saw one example of a man who was abusive. Unhealthy people keep leaving that out, and we're going to keep (laughs) drilling it and drilling it to you that. You can't use an unhealthy man as an example for what healthy men do. Roe didn't interview her book. She did not interview any unhealthy or single guys in the book. She only got the best for the best results. If you have to set up boundaries for him, then you are competing with him. At the beginning of the show, that's what she said. Oh, you can do that? I can do that. Oh, you can say that? I can say that. Or you think like that? I can think like that. Guess what's going to happen after that? I'm gone. We're going to leave you. You'll be there by yourself with a whole bunch of other unhealthy men. So, no, it's not your job to give us, nurture us, see what happens. Nurture us and see what happens. Pick a healthy man, nurture him, and you won't have to start putting up any boundaries because, one, mm-hmm. men are not emotional like you all are. We don't, we don't like as much as y'all do. physical criminals. Men who are in jail, who are uncool, stop hanging out with them. A lot of you women, be want to change a nigga. Stop trying to change a man. Think you can get him and what he shows you, you can change him. Stop dating a man's potential. Date what you see. I always call that the yellow flag on the play syndrome. You saw a yellow flag in the beginning of the relationship, and then you kept on going down the road. Thought, thought he was going to change, but he showed it to you in the beginning. No, put a healthy boundary on yourself, and get you a healthy man, and then you'll see what happens. Thank you. Good I question. want to add to
5: that. I want. I want to add to that, and I. I actually do agree, but I. Women need to be very clear that men are supposed to protect them with their boundaries, and it's not a woman's job to take a protective role with a man because that's not protection. With boundaries. That is just control. But a woman needs to be very, very clear about what her personal boundaries are in relation to how he treats her. And this needs to be done through your self-respect and your femininity. So in order to have a man clear about what your boundaries are. Don't think about his boundaries, because this is not a concern. Your boundaries will reflect his behavior, what you allow, how you need to be treated, what you expect. Those are healthy boundaries from a woman to a man, but it's indirect. It's based on your boundaries. Right. Amen. Because, you know, I'm a person
10: who loves movie and loves film and, and and have went to school for it, you know? So you're like, oh, you can't watch Purge because you want to protect my fem- femininity, but at the same time, I love film and you're protecting me, but how you know I can't handle it? Or what if I am physical, a physical person? Or what if I'm a person? Hey, you, you
9: know, know like... Hey, you listen, listen. Listen.
2: Hold on, I want to point out what you're doing right now. Watch what you're doing. Instead of you want to sacrifice happiness in a relationship so you can be right. Talking about how do you know. Instead of you, instead of you sacrificing one movie, you want to come up and, and risk starting an argument that you could win that could lower his testosterone. Is it worth it? Because he told you you couldn't watch two movies now you gotta have a fit. It's a thousand films out there from
10: nineteen. No, it's not about it's not about a fit. But then do you do do you box in my personal individualism for for and 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 have me submit to that, and then me gain resentment? You know, because if there's well, a, reason a reason, or reason. or if there's a talent, or if there's some some personal draw to something that you want to put your foot down, and then you cause resentment because. You have, There's a fine line between protection and stepping on the boundaries of that person's okay, interest, listen, individuality, listen, and
5: talent. Listen, resentment would be a personal choice, but you have to remember, like we say on every show, and maybe we forgot to say at this show, good men want you to be happy. A good man's main goal is to please his woman contrary to popular belief. So if he thinks that you watching a movie is going to make you happy, you better believe he's not going to say that you shouldn't watch the movie. Only an abusive man would trip off of that kind of control. Okay,
10: amen. I just needed to I just needed to clear. I mean, because he was very and you know, there's, like I said, there's a line between when a when a good man goes
5: wrong <laughs> or seeing through no. the line,
10: you no. know. No,
5: only an abusive man. If you find a man tripping off of control, you can rest, rest assured that that man is not a good man because good men do not trip off of controlling a woman. They Good men are very good at managing leadership. Because they want to make their woman happy as the first focus, so it works. You can follow somebody whose first focus is to make you happy, but if he's not a good man and he's abusive, that is not going to be his first focus. His first focus is going to be tripping off of how much he can take advantage and
10: use. Well, I'm a single mother. I haven't dated in years. So I have a lot of questions and not experience. One way or the other. But mm-hmm. um you know but just looking at it you know men's communication is not that strong. Sometimes it's just a way of communicating
5: too. Yeah, men men have strong communication. It's just not always with words. And women need to stop saying that. Men communicate in different ways. And guess what as a single as a single mother and I I can tell you very honestly, as a single mother, this idea that it's hard for you to get a man or a challenge because of how, um, you know, you don't want certain men around your children. These are myths, especially the myth of men not wanting to deal with women who have children. These are myths. Really? Tell my uh, tell my old Christian friends that. <laughs> yeah, ahead. these are myths. Real men are not afraid of women with children. As long as the children, are, their behavior is managed well, men actually enjoy being able to see a woman in her motherly state. Because the way she treats her children, the way she nurtures them, is going to give them a lot of indication as to how she's going to nurture him and possibly future children. But, because.
2: because. As a 1st on the show, you have missed a part where we discuss men are more concerned with lineage than women are. Women aren't concerned with lineage as much as men are. That's why when we say I'm protecting you, it's not a control thing. I'm thinking three and four generations down the line. A wise man like myself is thinking about your mental capacity and what those movies do to you. Do you know that psychologists have seen that women who have psychotic episodes read a lot of bad books and watch scary movies before they go to bed, and they think it's normal to watch that, but in their life they have hell-like circumstances going on each and every day? There's there's, there's people who got PhDs, hundreds and thousands of them. There's tons of pages that you haven't seen yet. So that's why I'm putting my foot down because this is what masculinity looks like. Women make an excuse and say, "I can't believe he talked to me like that. The same energy that I'm using and talking to you like this the same energy that I will provide for you and protect you. You want a man who's gonna have some balls when he's talking, not some a feminine voice, and your child needs to see that, but when yes. your child but when your child because your child needs to as Roe calls it, the buffer. Your your child needs to see you being validated by a man. Because when women say, oh, I'm not going to bring a man around my children, then it's impossible for your child to see you being validated. And every man, before you say it, who comes around your child does not have to go in your bedroom, and we never have insinuated that. You should have a man over at your house at least once a week at the dinner table with you and your children. Yep. Yep. Boom. Boom.
5: Yep. Men should be at the dinner table. Single moms should have men over for dinner. This is helpful for single men. This is you can get men from the old folks home. You can get men from the old folks home to come over and have dinner. This is not about sexuality. This is about masculine energy. Men need to be at the dinner table and in the house.
2: Well, y'all say a prayer for me on that
3: one.
10: We ain't
2: saying no prayer. No, you, you, you do the exercise. You have to change your paradigm. You have to change what you're used to. If you're used to suffering and being lonely and hiding things from your children, then you have to change that first. You can't invite us. We can't pray for somebody who's unwilling to receive a blessing or a change in their life. You have to start first. You have to be open to that. You have to change and a shift and a disturbance in what you've been. There's no woman that listens or calls into this show who doesn't want to be in a healthy relationship with lots of sex and protection from her man. There's not one female who's ever called in here and says, oh, I don't want that. We had a woman last week, calling; she was 60-plus years old, and she was describing her ideal partner. She's not having no more children, but she still for years has not been with her ideal partner. I don't know how old you are, but do you want to be 65 and with no man and no dating skills and no validation? Mm-mm, but I see plenty of
10: women like that.
5: And guess what, Women women like that are physically unhealthy, mentally unstable, extremely masculine and dominant. They walk around on a daily basis feeling unloved, unprotected, and uncared for. And you often see them in the hospital for one reason or another. Their children show up at the hospital, but there's not a man.
6: Well, yes.
10: I guess I'll be buying a couple copies of your book
6: and <laughs>
3: handing them out. <laughs>
5: yeah, you need to get a copy. You need to get the book. But also, I want to say to I want to say to single mothers everywhere: If I had twelve children, I would still be able to get me a really good man. <laughs> What? And I know, I know that y'all do not have 12 children. If I had 12 children, men would still be knocking down my door to be with me and my 12 children. So there's really no excuse. You need to polish your femininity, learn the true nature of men, make sure that your children are well behaved and respectful, and that your house is well taken care of, and you can have any man who is physically attracted to you. All right. Well, that sounds good.
2: (laughs) Yep. Yay. You sound like you ready for a change in your life. You ready for a change in your life?
10: I've been ready. Okay,
2: that's what's up. I know that's right. I know that's right. Well, thank you for calling in tonight. We really appreciate you.
10: All
2: right, thank, thank you. you guys. Peace. All right, peace. Bro, right. you was going ham right for a second, huh?
5: Oh, shout yeah, out I, want, I want women to know. Look, I want women to know. With feminine energy comes power. It's power. And but guess what? If a man is not attracted to you, just don't. Just don't. Don't think about that. <laughs> but be... Attractive enough to attract a certain amount of men so that you can choose. And then once your feminine energy is in place, it does not matter about your children because if you're feminine enough, your children will be pleasant, your house will be clean, you will be cooking, you will be sensual, you will be affectionate.
2: For sure, and you will be taking care of you. Yeah. All right. I'm taking one more caller tonight. I said I wasn't, but I am. Uh, caller from the nine five one three seven four. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you calling from, please?
11: Hey, what's up, Coach? This is Big Ben. How are you guys doing today? Good evening, Ro. Hi. How are
3: you? I'm what's
11: doing up, well. Man? I'm doing well. Hey, Coach. Um, yeah, got on the show late. Um. I got a couple questions. First of all, um, I don't think Ro's going to – this is an inside joke, Coach. She is, a, uh, Ro is standing here in her authority, man, right now. That last statement, that is very, very powerful, uh, what she just said, as far as women understanding their humanity in the sense that if you can cause a man to, in essence, still feel comfortable with all the different aspects of children and, and have him still feel like a man – that's 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 very, very powerful. If, that's a that's a very bold statement. I, and like I said, I'm going to not... ask, um, sir,
5: yeah. Mr. Ben. I'm saying sir, but you know I know you. <laughs> I
11: got you. I got you. So uh,
5: if I had 12 children, would you like to get married? To who, you? Yeah.
11: Well, first time I, man, you're you going to get me in some hot water because
5: I'm going to –
3: Oh, this this enough. Enough. Okay. Hard. How about the, uh, the,
11: the aspect?
2: Usually, a, a person who has
11: twelve yes children. it's a
2: yes or no question. yes no question.
11: With Roe, yeah, I'd I, I take that risk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd take that risk. See,
11: look, now, no no the now, fact, say, the I fact of matter, something that you don't know, Roe, um, when the first time we we, we talked. And I heard about your conversation. I told Coach, that's a woman that is protected. I had never seen you, but I heard you speak. And I was like, that's the woman, I don't care what her age was, What you know, she empowers men on a, on, on a certain level that you don't hear too often. And if you go back in some of the older shows, some of the men that you were getting compliments from are powerful men. Okay, and they were giving, they were giving compliments like I ain't heard this before, I, I've not been validated by this, I haven't been blessed with the feminine energy that Ro is speaking on. And as a man, every time she's speaking, my chest is it's like it's is pounding. And like I said, that well, is, you know what?
5: Thank you so much, but this is my duty. This is my duty. This is what I am here for. This is my greatest talent. And my greatest gift is my femininity. I just need other women to get on the program because I cannot handle all of these men all the time inboxing me on Facebook.
11: (laughs) I got you. Real, Real quick, I have a question because I know you're a cultural expert. And a lot of times we have parables. And the Cinderella parable in this society is very influential as far as how we feel about relationships. Is there another um, parable or story um, from another culture that you feel that's more suited to a realist uh, interaction between men and women? And and, and if you could, can you just analyze the Cinderella story and what is it really telling people?
5: Well, the Cinderella story is, you know, um, the Cinderella story is actually really old. But, you know, the story has changed in modern times where the Cinderella becomes um, deserving of something without deserving anything. You know, this, this This is the main problem that we have with any of these Cinderella stories, is that women are walking around in our society believing that they deserve something for no apparent reason, like Coach Kair was saying earlier. What kind of work are you going to put in? You know a man is not stupid; men are just not verbally saying everything, but they're thinking on higher levels, especially when it comes to subjects like trust and loyalty, like I was referring to earlier but in um the one story that I do think is an amazing um, film and story which is very which is kind of new but still old is Kirikou. Koo. Have you heard of it before?
11: I've never heard of it. No.
5: It's called Keekoo. It's K-I-R-I-K-O-U. And it's a West African French story for children and mostly more adults like it I think than children. This African boy birthed, gave birth to himself from his mother's womb he ran around most of the film naked and he was a wise little soul but he was a protector of his village and all of these things you got to see it it's awesome but one of the main factors about Kitikoo is that he um brings strength to his mother and she listens to him and she follows his strength he brings strength to his um community and they're not sure about his strength because he's small, but they eventually realize he has wisdom, he has strength. Um, and this was the number, even being a naked character, he was a naked little boy running around because he was born, obviously, with no clothes on. He was the number one children's character in France for five years, an African character. Wow. So all That's of the little minute. kids in France had a naked African boys dogs with penises <laughs> <laughs> is crazy. This,
2: is is this movie is this movie like subtitled or is it, in Fran- is it in French or is it in english or
5: you can get it in French and english
2: Okay, i i'm I'm downloading it right now Ben. you know i I'm on
5: the is,
11: um, I, I, um, I know how you, co- you do coach I know, like i said when you when you send up the, the the foot of a cultural don't expert. Aim right
1: until you're turning profits. Like this. None of these people.
11: Hello. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um, like I said, when when when, Ro, like you said, this is your gift, and you are very good at it. And uh, we are very appreciative. Like I said, over here on the West Coast, I've been handing the book out to different people from different ages, and it's been getting positive feedbacks. Um, the aspect of you know, just the conversation starter of the masculinity, the aspect of femininity, the aspect of picking somebody who's healthy. These are things that people have not contemplated, and they're they're clueless. and Mm -hmm. They're not not aware. And then when somebody, in essence, tells them, hey, your circumstances are this, and they don't have to be this way, either from uh, what Coach is saying or what you're saying, it it challenges people to, in (laughs) essence, do things better if they want better results. And right. that's that's one of the best things about this radio program. You guys are you're, you're planting that seed and you're you're nurturing, it, no pun intended. Uh, you're nurturing <laughs> the aspect of building more beautiful relationships between men and women. When men and women can inter- interact, and a man can appreciate a woman's femininity, and a, and say that woman's with another man. And he sees another man appreciating his woman's femininity in a respectful manner. That's that's pretty much a compliment to him because she's on his on his arm. Mm-hmm. Okay, he has a, he mm-hmm. has a quote unquote a dime piece that another man other men around him is like, man, what'd you do to get that? You're, you're, what is it about you? And at the same you way, are I'm
5: absolutely open. right. You are absolutely right.
11: And the and, and thing is, when you go out and you see that, you don't forget that. You don't forget that. You're kind of like, what do I have to do to get something like that? And I him, hey, I direct a lot of people to y- y'all show in the book, and it's just up and up your understanding of yourself and understanding the, the aspect of a woman and how she needs to be adored and how a man needs to be, be respected and how that changes him physiologically as well as emotionally as well as psychologically and that person's on a different vibration when these things are in order. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. the aspect of health is something that each person has to invest in. They have to invest in their health. They have to invest in their family. They have to understand they will accept and not accept certain things that are not profitable for their own existence. And when you do that, certain things change unknowingly without even knowing, but you, like Coach said, making the conscious choice that I'm going to make a change. And hopefully people understand that it, you have a lot of power to change circumstances. Even if you are sick, you can get into a better, healthier situation or relationship with yourself. And how you do that is by understanding yourself and the people that are around you. And then at the same time, you eliminate certain things that, are not going to be prosperous for you. And at the same time, it's not like you're disrespecting those people. You're just saying, I'm choosing to be more healthy in my relationships and the people I surround myself with.
5: Yeah, and so. you know what? I think that health is is just this chiming thing that has continuously become um, apparent to me that my main calling when it comes to people is to bring health. And whether it's through um, health of the body, health of the mind, health of the soul, health is what we are lacking. And a lot of that health comes from imbalance when it comes to masculine and feminine energy, of course. But it's throughout our society. Unhealthiness and, you know, just people choosing to be negative or choosing Negative experiences over positive ones. Unhealthiness, I think, is going to become a much less attractive trend than healthiness from this point on. And it may seem like not. It, I I I feel like this is the bottom. We have reached the bottom of unhealthiness. When we live in a country where we are the most powerful country on earth and people are taking their bodies and twerking on concrete with no pants on and putting those videos on YouTube and shooting each other for no good reason we have reached the bottom. When children are being taken and the news decides not to cover that particular child's abduction, we have reached the bottom. When so many people's lives are taken away because they sell an herb that people smoke and they get a lifetime or near a lifetime of prison time. We have reached the bottom, and there's nowhere to go from the bottom except up.
11: True, very true. And like I said, I I I, I once again endorse uh, this show, personally and publicly, uh, as its benefits of. The classroom, as we like to say, um, that you guys are providing the service that you're providing, providing the people with your teachings and, and and your divine gifts that you're giving. So, thank I'm you gonna, so
5: much for your support, Bo. It really does help.
11: Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, I'm going to let you guys wrap it up. I only gonna, you got a few more minutes. So, I'll let you guys do what you got to do. Thanks for taking my call, Coach.
6: No problem. You in minute, thank you for calling in. Thank you. Good night.
11: Good night. Jill
2: it's awesome, baby. All right, all right, all right. Shit, I only got only one of four minutes. on I last call? Call her from nine seven seven one six. Mic is wide open. Uh oh, call her from the nine seven.
9: Hello.
0: Yes. Hello. Is this? this is Sister Nubia. Hi, Sister Nubia. Hi, how are Hi. doing? Thank you for taking me as the last caller. I thought I thought that you weren't going to take any more, so I was already getting ready to turn off my lights and everything. But awesome, awesome call. Um, thank you, Coach Kaye, for always bringing the community profound information. And thank you for your work, Sister Roe. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't bought the book. This is my second call I've listened to, but I have. Actually, I have ordered the book, and I have one on the way to me and one on the way to a sister friend. Uh, mm-hmm. So much to comment about. <sighs> Women, we really are very powerful, and we really have to know learn how to use that power for good and not evil. And mm-hmm. I appreciate you providing a manual that helps us to learn our power and use it in a relationship to support our man. And by supporting our man and giving him what he needs, then getting what we want. Mm -hmm. I just really appreciate that. Um, So many comments. Um, What you said about lowering the testosterone with our voices, that is just like, that's deep and profound. And I appreciate you telling us that because we need to understand our power. We really need to understand it. Um, And we can never out-masculine a man. So when we put on that masculine energy and argue back and give so much fire and, you know, back to fight, you can never out-masculine a man. So you Mm -hmm. might as well tap into what is your gift, and that's your femininity. And like Coach K says, giving water to fire. I have my own personal story with some coworkers that were, uh, I worked with a bunch of men, and these coworkers were really giving me a really hard time And one day going in and saying a prayer, and spirit told me, give water to fire. And I didn't really know what that meant, but that day I bought a bottle of water and gave it to that person. And what spirit showed me was to continually feed them, nurture them, and I would bring food and fruit and things, and it literally transformed everything that was Mm -hmm. going wrong at the job.
3: Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so
0: now people who were my supposed enemies, they just love me. And it was just this was years and years of this experience of their negative energy and gossip and so forth and so on. So um it works and I'm excited, can't wait to receive my book and, and I to, can't wait. I'm so
3: excited.
0: <laughs> and you and you need to um start getting ready for some workshops so some of us can become trained in this yeah, I'm going to do,
5: Um, I'm, I think I'm going to be able to do streaming online classes.
0: Oh, that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. I'm excited. Thank you so much for doing this work. We so need it. The world so needs what you're doing.
5: Thank you so much. I think the, the um, show is going to cut off of right about now, though.
0: Okay, I'm going to leave it mm-hmm. over to you
5: guys.
2: Thank you. Okay, Good
5: night. thank you so much for calling.
2: Yay. Look at Roe over there watching the clock. I love that. We ain't done yet, we're about to be done.com <laughs> uh, Coach K Astrology. Hey, a lot of big things going on. Wow. Amazing show. The moon in Libra right now. Ro I'm not a but we talked about our relationships all night tonight came in. We had a lot on the line. So, uh, thank you. You did about the night. How are your feelings about all? Mm. Hey, <laughs> well, Ro, are you still on the
1: line?